haven't started? Uh, no, no, this is it. <laughs> Wait, um, do a vape hit before you start and get all juiced up. I don't care if you hear me vaping through the whole thing, <laughs> to be honest. Let Chris deal with that. This is this is the beginning of the NRVR podcast. I'm not going to edit this out, gentlemen. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the New Year show. Blair, thank you for joining me. John Oaks, thank you for joining me. Jesse, thank you for joining me. Uh, let's start up. Uh, Oh, man, I don't even know where to begin because this is going to be such a fun ride. Uh, it's the end of a decade, man. It is, have- it is the end of a decade. Uh, Jesse, you're, uh, one of the, you were one of the co-hosts of Endgame. John Oaks, you're doing research work at San Jose State University in California. And then uh, Blair, you're the famous slash infamous creator of Technolust, and now you're working on Lo-Fi. So thank you, gentlemen, for joining me. This is going to be a blast. Uh, okay, so let's get started really quickly. Uh, let's talk about the... I'm going to put you all on the spot because I'm looking to hear, um, in terms of categories, what was the best VR game of the decade? And I'm going to start with Blair. Of the decade? Yes. Mm. So, like, the best VR game. Of period. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, it depends by like what metric. Like, I mean, if we're going like dollars, then it's clearly like Beat Saber. Mm-hmm. Um, for going like what my favorite VR thing yeah. was. Yeah. What about yeah? What about your favorite? God, I don't know. I don't like VR. Maybe. Um, <laughs> I really like. I spent a lot of time playing drunken bar fight, like probably more than than I should have, considering the quality of it. Um, I don't know if you even know that one. I I love yeah. how for the best VR game of the decade, Blair's going with drunken bar fight. I I yeah. love how you're just going for that. The the, out of the games that have had uh, probably tens of millions of dollars invested in Blair, you're going with drunken bar, bar fight. I respect that, sir. I respect. That. <laughs> What, what is it about that one? You, you just avoid structure, like you don't want to play something with more rules. You just want it to be chaos. Well, it's not. It's not really about chaos. It's about like there's not really anything that's kind of engaging and keeps me coming back day to day anyway. So like, if I'm gonna just mess around in VR, I may as well laugh at goofy physics and you know get a bit of a workout. And kind of, I don't know. It's just like yeah, I'm with you. I like it. It, it feels good. It, it it has that kind of uh, that that embodiment thing that everyone's pushing on now. Specifically, Ben Lang. Uh, <laughs> you know, like you you really feel like you're there, like Beat Saber. You forget, you know, because you hit people and they go flying, and it just it feels good. It doesn't. It doesn't feel like there's any jankiness to to the the physics outside of like them like wobbling around and you know like it it, it feels like it's I don't know I think I think maybe I've had too much brandy and this isn't making any sense. <laughs> no, well, <laughs> no, 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 it does. I, can I? Uh, I'm the only one drinking tea here tonight. I don't know about uh, so. Anyway, the the thing is, I think you're right because like. The best VR thing is, well, what's your mood at the time? Because I don't know, like I was thinking about it. I'm like, man, Elite Dangerous is a really good game, but it's like a steak dinner. 
you know, yeah. you gotta, I mean, you gotta be, you gotta like book some time, close, get people out of your house. No, it's, so, it's, it's like work. It's, it's like, like, you it's got like work, but it's a great, yeah, experience. you gotta go do something. Yeah, for um, sure. But I mean, but I enjoy my work, but it's, <laughs> you know, yeah, sometimes it's hard to get motivated to do it. It's really satisfying just to jump in and, and, and blow like space pirate trainers really satisfying for a quick rush and bar fights really good. Like sometimes you just, and I think that's one of the great things about VR because, or gaming, I guess, is it is different things for different people, at different times. So picking one, you know, best for the decade is going to be hard, but, um, but I'm with you. I like bar fight. I like space pirate trainer was, is a really good game and he keeps getting better. Yeah. Um, but well, you, you know, you know, it was something that I really enjoyed and it had what I wanted where it kept me coming back. Um, but it just kind of like petered out at the end was, um, oh my God, what's it even called? It was like a, it was a rift launch title. Lone Echo? Uh, no, Farland. Farland is good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like yeah. No Man's Sky easy mode. Yeah. Oh, is that the co-op you... game with the robots? No, no, it's where you go around and you're taking pictures of animals and aliens and stuff. Oh. Yeah, I, I think like, I depleted the whole thing. I took a picture of every... I went back there every day and, yeah. you, you know, you investigate all the little planets and you, you're just sort of doing the same thing over and over again. But I did I did go back until I finished it. Yeah, it may, well, it gave you a reason to come back, right? It was like you had new research to do. They They had really cool mechanics that nobody's done still to this day where, like, you have to copy the vocalizations of these aliens and they yeah, like yeah it was it was cool like it had really great ideas to to get you to come back you know like a reason to come back tomorrow as opposed to just like plowing through the whole thing in one sitting it, w- it wouldn't let you do that so like I, I put a lot of time into that whereas like most vr doesn't doesn't hold my interest or like get me motivated to put the headset back on I think the theme went a long way too because it felt like there was like postcards and stuff and it felt like you were taking a trip to some place and then you would come back home and then you would dip in and it, I don't know there's something about it that sort of the story of it worked. Yeah. And the budget was huge too. It was like Oh really? It, yeah, it was like uh well it was it was one of the only kind of Oculus Studios games. Um I think it was um I think it was Ruben's thing. And it was one one of the main guys like was really gung ho about it, and it's got like a huge huge list of credits. Like they had like you know hundred people working on it. Wow, yeah. I completely I like forgotten this. about it until you mentioned it. So I yeah, well that's that's the problem. It's totally fair. This is a problem with VR in general. Is that like everyone gets really excited about a thing? It comes out, but like nothing has any lasting power outside of these kind of like arcade games, you know. Like, when was the last time you heard someone talk about Asgard's Wrath? Or even, like, Boneworks. It's like, that was, like, last week. We're still <laughs> you know? talking about Boneworks. Boneworks still has a little, it still has some bounce. Um, but uh, I'm not but, seeing it, though, you know? It's like, it stuff stuff disappears really fast if it yeah, doesn't have it. kind of staying power. Yeah. So. Farlands. I'm going to check that out. That, well, this is how it spreads beats amongst us, <laughs> at least. <Yeah. laughs> well, it's like a five-year-old game now. Really? Yeah. Oh, that must yeah, be on sale it came out with with the Rift. I think it's free. I think it came with with the Rift. Oh. Okay. Well, I'm going to yeah. check it out. That sounds Yeah, it sounds mm-hmm. dope. I, I got I got to, I got me some games to play to hold me over until I play Half-Life Alex, which I might as well just get to. 
Um, what are your expectations? Wait, what about everybody else? What about oh, everybody else's? Well, you're right. You're game. right. You know what? I just I'll get I'll get out of the way. Yes, yes, please. I, I apologize. Uh, I am a little bit stoned. Um, so that is okay. This podcast is going to be a roller coaster, gentlemen. Uh, but yes, John and Jesse, please tell me your thoughts um, about your best game, VR game of the decade. Go ahead, John. Um, well, I, I, it's a it's a toss up on my mood because I like I like the big games, right? So I like No Man's Sky, I like Elite Dangerous. Um, I think I got to go with Elite Dangerous because they're just trying to do so much so seriously. <laughs> I got to give them that. And it's a beautiful game. It's just not for everybody, right? It's like a, it's a sim. If you like flight sims, you're going to like Elite Dangerous. But uh, I just I think I, I got into that too early and I just I couldn't figure it out. It, there was like, oh, yeah, there was no tutorial. And I, and I was like, even, I couldn't yeah. I, I couldn't even figure out how, like I, I would get in orbit around a planet and then i was like stuck it, it's the and I'm like, online of vr right yeah. i mean it's like if you don't know somebody who knows how to play good luck figuring it out um because it's it's not friendly they're trying to make yeah. it better but man it's tough um yeah. and then you know the other thing i gotta say uh vr chat that's the gotta that's gotta oh, be yeah. it man that's like that's vr chat has kept vr alive <laughs> mm, I, yeah. so um, What's your primary use? Is it social, or do you do games in there? What do you do? Yeah, both. Um, I mean, social probably for me mostly just jumping in, see where people are at, and then exploring a new world. Um, and then uh, the, the 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 interactive stuff that people have created is pretty amazing. Um, so yeah, and there's just I mean, there's millions of people playing it, right? So uh, I don't know what it is right now, but I'm gonna look up, but um, I don't know why. But I have like no interest in social VR at all. It's like I, I think I burnt myself out on like chat rooms and Second Life, you know, 20 years ago, and I'm just like I don't need a bunch of weird shouty kids around me. <laughs> I don't know why. I just, that wasn't I my experience. I didn't. I didn't encounter that many shouty kids, but yeah. Out there. Um, I hear rec rooms like full of kids. It's like oh, don't go rec, to rec room. Rec room is amazing, except they need to have a over twenty one server or something like that. Because yeah, that's it's a bit much. Um, mm. But uh, right now, now here's the thing. I don't know the thing about VR chat. How many of these people are in VR? I don't know. But there's ninety five hundred yeah. people, ninety six hundred people in VR chat right now. It's pretty yeah. good. Uh, that's a. I don't know how they're going to make money, but it's pretty good pretty good uh reaction they had thirty thousand people in there i'm guess i'm, I'm gonna say 10 percent of those people are actually in vr but um, oh really i didn't realize it was that low well yeah, I, oh yeah i don't yeah, know well, this is my this if, is it, that's my guess but i uh, if you look at like the steam concurrent users for vr games it, like you're really high at like 1500 people like con- concurrent users so if you're assuming that like VR chat is actually one of the biggest games, then yeah, it's, it's less than 10% of the players. VR. VR, Yeah. Yeah. You can look there, but I don't know if it'll split it into showing who's in VR and who's not. Blair, let me ask you this just really quickly. Would you, would you play VR chat? Would you go in VR chat if it was with your, like with your friends, like with other people, like, like us, like would you come along with us in VR chat, or would you just leave it for the meetups and the real life thing? Like, 
Yeah. Well, like not really, like we have that option, right? We could have done that today. Um, I just, I don't really want to sit there in the headset for two hours when we can just, you know, talk like this. Mm. Like the, the only difference is like a, an extra kind of abstraction layer of BS. You know, I got the, the headset, I got, my hands are full. I can't drink. I can't vape. Can't uh, you know, like Ugandan knuckles might show up and annoy us. It's like that's not that doesn't sound fun to me. But I'm a I'm a crusty old man, so I don't know. I'm not not the guy to ask. I know. That, yeah, that's a good. Yeah, I see that. I see that. Uh, all right. So, John, sorry we're inter- interrupting. Uh, so, your best games of the decade are are coming down came down to um, VR chat and. Was it Asgard's uh, Wrath? No, no, Elite Dangerous. Elite Dangerous. Elite Dangerous. Yeah. I, I have my, my. I have a good friend named Adam. He loves Elite Dangerous. Shout out to Adam. Um, it's. He tells me stories about people who do really, seemingly amazing things in that game. Yeah. <laughs> where like they, you know, and it's yeah, and it's and it feels like real life where they're dealing and negotiating with other people out in that in that solar system or whatever galaxy system galactic system that they're playing in it's it's kind of nuts i i want that times a thousand mm-hmm. like yeah if, we'll get there. when that's there oh my god i mean and you're right we are gonna get there but it's just uh, so, it's just a matter of time so that, that's something that i'm really wanting for vr is that kind of like it's not even I wouldn't even call it sandbox stuff. It's like, it's like emergent gameplay kind of, you know, like I, I was a big, um, Ultima online guy when it came out and it was like, they had all these systems in place. So it's basically like a sandbox MMO, but all the best stuff that happened was just like players being pricks to each other and like people doing things that like they were allowed to do, but, you know, it wasn't really the core gameplay. It was like, you know, I was afraid to leave town if I was carrying something expensive because I might get like ganked in the woods or something or like there was real kind of consequences. And I don't know, it just felt more like a persistent world. Now it's either it's too complicated, like Elite Dangerous, or it's like too uh like like soft you know like there's no real fear of anything like if you played a a vr mmo i doubt there's pvp at all and if there is there's no real consequences right it's like you die and you have to respawn somewhere and come back it's like that's just not that's not fun for me yeah right now developers you know and i have a lot of sympathy for them they don't want to turn people off they're trying to pull them in so that so that what they do is they end up making things really easy, really friendly, really safe. And yeah. I mean, I get that. Uh, that's like, not, that's, that's, but that's, that's not happening <laughs> not even in VR, right? Like you need to do that. Like a new MMO that comes out doesn't have like that kind of system in it because it's, yeah, it's, but like at the same time, I want for VR, like what the holodeck is in Star Trek, right? There's no, there's no fail states. You're not going to get hurt. You're not going to die. You're not going to get frustrated. You never see like, Riker walk out and flip a, a table or like anyone looking for a walkthrough to their holodeck program, right? It's like uh, did you ever watch Star Trek? Shit was always going wrong in the holodeck. 
yeah, shit was going wrong in the holodeck, but it wasn't, that wasn't by design, right? It was like, yeah, there were problems. <laughs> or maybe that's emergent but, gameplay when Moriarty comes to life or whatever. Right, exactly. Or, or, or yeah, or you're creating um, doppelgangers in there to, to live out your fantasies with. You know, yeah, you mentioned, no you, you met, so a thing I've been getting more and more into this past year is uh, AI and deep learning and all that stuff. And mm. um, I'm not good at it yet, but I can kind of see where it could go. And yeah. uh, I think I think that's a big, the, the AI and VR thing, there, there's, at some point there's going to be an intersection point, well, for everything with AI, but where... We're going to, the world is, the, the metaverse is going to get created by AIs and we're just going to go visit it. You know, there's mm. going to be, that's how we're going to keep things alive and interesting, I think, is, um, you know, so we can have those holodeck moments where the AI starts doing something crazy, like taking over your game or something and you got to fight it. That'd be, that'd be awesome. <laughs> now that I think about it, though, I think like the, the only reason that I'm still really into VR and passionate about it is that I can create in it you know it's like i enjoy building a world and kind of like letting people step into my my dreams i think i'm not really maybe i'm just not into playing other people's stuff <laughs> like i don't know but like a like an ai's version of what i would like i don't know i guess you know in, in 20 years when when ai is really good maybe it'll surprise me I have a follow-up question for you in terms of, like, where are you drawing inspiration? But before we go there, Blair, I'm writing that down, and I'm going to ask Jesse, what has been your favorite game of the decade, sir? Um, I mean, that's really hard. I, the, the game I play <laughs> every day is Beat Saber. Like, I've been I've been playing that for hundreds of hours or however long. Um, but since that's boring and everyone's played Beat Saber, uh, my two other games would be In Death and Compound. There was sort of like these roguelikes where you just do a run with like a bow and arrow or compound is more like doom, like one of those old school games. You just go through a bunch of rooms, fight some monsters. And in VR, that 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 simplicity where I'm just ultra focused on, you know, my arrow or whatever, trying to navigate these levels and nothing else in the world matters, that pulls me in. And there's no overarching story. So like I just jump in, jump out. Um, I've invested a lot of hours into those two. Is is your is your character persistent though? Like, are you like leveling up a character? Yeah, it's like those games where you'll do a run and you'll die, but you'll have gained some kind of reward that will, or like right. you'll unlock guns or unlock things that you can keep using. And you're still unlocking things in the game. I mean, I've never finished in death. Like, I I still am discovering new things to do, new type, new enemy types, and I I will never get onto the leaderboards because there will always be people who can invest more time yeah oh, that's interesting uh lo-fi was originally going to be a, a roguelike like i had a system set up to build um like cyberpunk alleyways procedurally uh kind of like a procedural kind of like dungeon crawler roguelike but it was like a cyberpunk thing i think vr focus even did an article about it before <laughs> before i worked on it enough to make it a thing but I kind of, yeah, I don't know. I kind of gave up on it. I didn't have enough like creative freedom over it. Oh. But I, like, I can see why that kind of thing would work. But I don't know. Like, like those two games you named, I think I'd heard of in depth, 
in death that that's the one it's like it looks kind of like everything's white like yeah isn't it yeah lots of choral so music a, yeah it's got a cool style and everything but like how well did that do you know like is that developer dead probably uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know it's like it's like yeah it seems cool and it's like a cool core mechanic for vr but then did it work uh, like i don't think it did well, Compound, I don't know how well it's doing, but I think it's just like one guy. Like, I don't Oh, that's the 8 bit one, right? It's like, it looks yeah. like Doom. Yeah, yeah. And, and it works well, really well, and yeah. it's been successful for me. So, like, as long mm-hmm. as one dude can shit out a nugget, I'm. I'm yeah, down. for sure. I th- and I think that one did okay. I think that one's still, like, people still dig that. Blair, when you say okay, what does that mean mm. to you? Like, what, is, what does it mean for someone to be okay making. I mean, okay. Surviving if, in VR. What does that mean? If it's if it's like a single developer that's got, you know, maybe maybe they're making like, God, I don't even know. I guess like, <laughs> the at the minimum like fifty grand in sales over over a year on Steam, then they're okay, right? Like, or if they if they covered their development cost at least, and then they can move on to the next thing. But like, I think that's a lot rarer than people think, and and we don't we don't hear about the people that die and fail. Like, like you might be enjoying the game and still playing it to this day, but you're never going to hear from them because they're like, they're like sad, <laughs> they're ashamed, you know, it's like they, they, they spent their like two years and they're mortgaged their house to build a VR thing, thinking they were going to be rich and like, maybe, maybe they didn't survive. You know? I, and I think there's a lot more of that happening than people realize. You know? Mm-hmm. What's the biggest thing that people spend money on when they're developing, but you're like, but dude, you could do it for this much and you could go, you could go this far anyways. Like, mm-hmm. oh, there's ton, tons of things, I guess, yeah. like people, like people are the biggest thing. People, uh, office space, like it's, yeah. It's, like when somebody says like, oh, you know, uh, whatever, um, super hot made 2 million bucks in the last week. Uh, but then somebody else is like, yeah, but their team is 50 people. So, and they've got an office. So like they're, that's like a two month runway for them. I was like, what? <laughs> like, you know, like maybe, maybe they don't need all those people anymore <laughs> now that the game is done. You know, it's like, I don't know. I don't know what other people's burn rates are, but it's like, it baffles me. Because yeah. you can you, you can make a game for cheap, but like, yeah, you can also make a game for a lot of money. Do we it's know? Not even like do we know of the what is the cheapest game, the cheapest, most successful VR game ever made? Do we know? Space Pirate Trader. Really, Space Pirate Trader? Yeah. How much? Hundred percent. Hundred percent. He he. I talked to him about it, and he said he worked on it for like three weeks before he put it up on Steam. Oh my and, god! And it was, uh, it was wait, it was either three weeks or three months. It might have been three months, but either way, it was either like way, one, yeah. One, yeah, one dude. Just, one of my favorite games. Yeah. Yeah. And it blew up. It was like, it, it was the top game for, but you know, the first the thing. year. Can we, can we talk about the quality, like from a game design perspective, it's, it's darn near perfect. Yeah. Right. I mean, you know what you have to do. It's very clear. It scales nicely. It gives you variety. Yeah. The more you go. And it has got a killer soundtrack, so you kind of want to you get that that bump. It's a really, I mean, 
Yeah, I, I show that in to, to the Game Dev Club, and I'm like, this is a well-designed game. There might yeah. be other experiences you like, but in terms of the the little serotonin hit of success that you get in a game, they get it gives you that. It gives you action. It's In my opinion, it's a better game than Beat Saber. Beat Saber is yeah. more popular because of the music, I guess. If, uh, if Space Pirate Trainer had... <laughs> had looped in some some soundtracks and and had a rhythm section. I don't know, maybe I don't know, but yeah, I don't know. Beat Saber hit the the magic combo, but um, I think Space Trainer I mean, is a better game. I hate to say it, but I think that like the the kind of lightsaber <laughs> kind of slight slight copyright oh, yeah. infringement of Beat Saber probably helped them a lot. You know, I, I'm Space, fully on it, Team Beat Saber on that. I don't yeah. like Disney. <laughs> no, it's fine. It's fine. But I mean, like, if Space Pirate Trainer was like made it feel a little bit more like Star Wars somehow, <laughs> it would probably be doing better as well. You know, if it was like, I don't know, I don't know what you do it, R- Rogue Trainer, <laughs> and you're like fighting in front of the Millennium Falcon at, and TIE Fighters are coming at yeah, you or something. Yeah, no, that would be awesome. Uh, do you think? I wonder if uh, Disney's going to show up on Facebook's doorstep now that they own Beat Saber. Uh, it would be a fun fight to watch. I don't know. I don't think so. I think they're fine. I think at this point, it's I like... mean, they, they came after Sixth Sense, which was a clear ripoff of lightsabers. But I mean, like, yeah, yeah. I don't know. We'll see. They went after Sixth Sense, really? And... Back in the day, they when they were still... Uh, they were demoing at E3, they demoing, right? Yeah, they were demoing a really cool, like, Jedi train. Like, with, you know, in the first Star Wars, Luke's uh, fighting the, the the drone and shooting light bulbs, laser bolts at you? Um, they did that. It was a really good experience, and they used the haptics and their controllers. It was awesome, and they got they got shut down. Yeah. What, what, are some, what are some companies that didn't make it through the decade um, that are notable, that are worth noting? Um <laughs> Did did Six Sense make it through the decade, gentlemen? Uh, oh yeah. Okay, they, they made it. Okay, so they're they're good. They they're still but around. Not, but not in the way that we not not in VR. Not, not in VR. Specific, not specifically in VR. They they have their their magnetic tracking is good for like enterprise medical stuff, but they're out of consumer. They don't do anything for consumers. Okay. Yeah, maybe they'll come back, but I doubt it. I mean, why would they? I, I don't know. It'd just be a, it'd be hilarious if they tried. But uh, no, they they did well. Um, they're they made millions and millions of dollars doing uh, enterprise stuff uh, in the medical industry. Yeah, there, well, there's definitely money there. So good luck to them on that. Yeah, right. We should we should definitely at some point in the show we'll do an obituary section for like the companies that didn't make it. But moving along, oh, um, HTC. <laughs> 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 the, that's, that's that's the closest thing to like a big company. I think. The, oh, uh, Samsung, I don't think, like if we're talking strictly like dead in the VR space, I think, yeah, Samsung's on its way there, HTC's on its way there. Did Fove go that way yet? Yeah, oh, God, I don't know. Oh, OSVR, yeah. Did, did you just say that, Chris? I oh, did say okay. that. OSVR yeah. is dead. Uh, yeah. well, also, Windows makes reality. I mean, what is Microsoft doing with that? Doing with them? I was going to say that later. It exists. It exists. They, 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 yeah, it's there. I have... I have users that use it, you know, it's a small percentage, but like, you know, it's a small percentage out of my, like, whatever, 1500 <laughs> users. So who knows? It could be, is it, 
hundreds of them, dozens of us. <laughs> <laughs> if they leave, would it? If uh, I just, I don't nobody, know what they're doing. I don't know. What, nobody what would notice. They're, yeah. they're about they're all about hololens and enterprise that was their stake in the ground so that if enterprise vr took off cios could feel comfortable ordering microsoft hmds and they wouldn't have to order oculuses because no cio in his right mind is going to put anything with facebook in his firewall right mm-hmm. so and htc's you know taiwanese chinese whatever. so i i think the windows mixed reality was a kind of a stake in the ground to give them a place to go there but it didn't take off and people are are just getting uh, indexes and, and riffs so or varios if they have the money well, it's, it's weird it almost like gives credence to oculus's walled garden approach right where microsoft released their own headsets and their own storefront but it's fully compatible with steam so nobody is using like it, it, it's just like they're selling kind of knockoff hardware, you know, no, nobody's forced to buy anything through their store. So it's, it's not gonna, yeah, it's not really sustainable. It's just, yeah, yeah you got to knock, knock off rift. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. So other dead companies, uh, speaking of Microsoft, do we say alt space died? Is this zombie is alt space zombie alt space or is it still alt space? I don't know. That was a big. I, I thought they were alive. So, what happened to Altspace? Oh, no, they, I went they, there recently. Th- yes, they're owned by Microsoft now. They got acquired, but not in any, not like uh, acquired in a good way. They basically shut down, and then Microsoft brought them back. And some of the team went over there, but most of the team didn't. And mm-hmm. uh, it's still there, but I kind of I miss the old Altspace team. They were really good. Um, other companies. Uh, well, I got a shout out to. Good old Museville. It's where I got my start with Jacob and Tucker and all those guys. But we, I we mean, made like you, you couldn't name all the all the kind I of know. like smaller indie companies. There's no way. Yeah, I know. But in the in the event that those guys are listening to this, I had to give a shout out there. So yeah, um, yeah no, the indie companies, phew, so many. Big I got ones. ones I'm 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 worried about right now. Like um, the guys who made uh, or the I shouldn't say guys. <laughs> um what do you call it budget cuts so like yeah mm. bu- budget cuts was like everyone was hyped for it when they had an early demo budget cuts one came out nobody liked it because it was like kind of far behind and then two years later three years later budget cuts two comes out and you know to a, a fizzle as far as i can tell so it's like well what's what's going on there you know I'm like, I, I'm not trying to like disparage them, but I'd like to know. Has um, anyone played the, the games? I've actually, my, my, my experience is similar to demo, that. But I've never played the games, unfortunately. I, I played the demo. It was, it was really exciting. I One of the first things it. I did in VR. And then I bought the game and uh, it crashed a few times. It got buggy and I gave up. And I'm certainly not going to try the second one after that experience. Yeah. Well, th- that's what confuses me about it. It's like, why after that would you make part two? Like, what is that? And like, th- it looked like it was, they were, they had some marketing behind it. Everything was going to be okay. And then I didn't really hear anything about it. Just kind of like, hey, it's been launched. And then it's like, you go on Steam and they've got like 
20 reviews. <laughs> so it's like, okay, well, I guess that's over. It sucks. It just goes to show that you really don't know at the end of the day, who's going to be successful in this space, you know, because in the beginning, I remember being at that unity conference where like they were showing off that budget cuts demo at first and it was, and it stole the show. And mm -hmm. we were like, yeah, this is going to be the thing. And yeah, you're right. This happened so that, uh, yeah, you just never know. Yeah. All righty. So moving on to the next category, unless there's anything else to be said, gentlemen. I, I think the best game of this decade is Half-Life Alex. You want to talk about that? <laughs> <laughs> but it's not hasn't been released yet. Can we I I, uh, I literally have been waiting for this my before I knew what Half-Life was. Like this mm. is what everything has been leading up to. Here's the thing. I am scared to death of Half-Life Alex's release. Because everyone's looking forward to it, expectations are through the roof. Everyone's expecting their their fondest dream of VR, and if it doesn't deliver at least a, at a ninety percent level, it's gonna suck so much wind out of the sails of VR gamers. I think because it's like, well, if you know if it's not a hit, people are gonna be like, well, if Valve can't knock it out of the park with their lead IP, what hope do I have? Well, the problem is, is it will be a hit for VR, right? Like, which is a hundred people. Yeah, no, it's like, yeah, like a hundred thousand, two hundred thousand <laughs> people. But like a regular, like when I worked at Rockstar back in the '90s, like we're talking like '95, '96, or maybe a little later than that. It, if if we released a game with our studio of twelve people and it didn't sell at least two hundred and fifty thousand copies. We were dead. And that's like, that's like nobody sells 250,000 copies in VR. So it's like, even no matter how successful it is at launch, it's still not successful for Valve <laughs> unless they m magically sell like, you know, hundreds of thousands of, of thousand dollar index headsets. Uh, I, I at the same think time. it will. I, I, like, so I was sitting, getting, I was waiting to get the Knuckles controllers, but they're so expensive. And even though my shitty Vive controllers are barely functioning, I'm like, I can do it. I'll just, I'll make it. Mm. And then this announcement happened, and, it's, and they're like, oh, by the way, you get this if you have, if you buy anything from the index. So I'm like, I'll spend three hundred dollars not on these controllers, but I'll spend three hundred dollars on Half Life Alex. And I don't think that's unusual i think this will be a system wait, wait, seller wait, 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 what are you talking about three hundred dollars where's that well the, the knuckles controllers are like 280 i think oh my it, god are they really yeah they're expensive it, and it, it put me off for a long time i really wanted them but that's okay. just so pricey and, and, for controllers. and you've got a vive so that's another like 600 bucks right yeah and so like and, i'm not i can't invest that much more money but yeah. half-life that that's it like i think but do you be... think there's there's hundreds of thousands of people yeah. out there that are ready to jump on an extra thousand dollars if not this then what like um mm. if this doesn't work then i don't know if that's the death of vr but that's another long winter of like not much happening because they need to sell it but, because like i i play all these vr games and i look at the reviews and mm. 20 people have played it. Some of the most popular games, 50 reviews. Yeah. And then I'll go back to an old 2D game and it's like, oh, 100,000 people have reviewed this. No yeah. one's playing VR. We need yeah. to sell some VR. Yeah, and exactly. aren't you getting that impression from people online, like non-VR people? 
don't they have to upgrade now because they need to play Half-Life 3? Isn't no, this I think, mandatory? I think, I think non-VR people are non-VR people. They're like, they have, they played it and got sick or don't care and can't afford it. Or like, yeah, I'm, I'm really worried about that. Like, it, there's just... Uh, and and the, there's the fact that, like, I'm 40... Well, how old am I? 41. And I barely remember playing Half-Life. I remember it being good, but like I'm old and I don't remember playing it. <laughs> so it's like, yeah. do people do people even know? Do they care? They they know that they should care. But my, do they, do, my do they actually old, care? My 18-year-old son is aware that Half-Life exists, and to him it it is like black and white episodes of Gilligan's Island or something. Right. <laughs> and, like, is, and is he going to get like a summer job so that he can get a thousand dollar headset to play it? No, no, <laughs> no. I mean, he's lucky he's got you. Yeah, so yeah. I was, I was going to say he, he's drowning and he was wearing, you know, he was wearing Oculus connect t-shirts to school years before people oh know who Oculus was. So yeah, he's a different my, kid. When my daughter draws a picture of me, I, I she's six. I have the I have the O on my shirt <laughs> in every picture she draws of me because I have all the swag. Ridiculous. Yeah, so I don't know about Half Life though. Like, like, fuck. I hope you're right. <laughs> I hope it sells like. But I just I just don't see it. I just don't see it. You know. But even if it fails by game industry AAA game standards, even if it fails, I have a feeling, and I might be crazy. I think I am. That uh, Valve isn't going to leave VR to Facebook. I mean, oh, no. just, you know, no, sure. VR is going to still continue. They're still going to support VR. They're still going to come yeah. out with their two other games who we, we don't know. I think someone, Valve News Network, confirmed that it's going to be Left 4 Dead VR. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we don't. We, we got to take that for a grain of salt. We don't know yet. Because we need it, we need a zombie shooter in VR. That's what we really need. <laughs> Finally, well, it has to be a good good one. It's a good brand. It's a good IP. It's a good. <laughs> you know, I, everybody likes Arizona Sunshine, and it's all right. But we need a good zombie shooter with some story and you know some heft to it. Uh, Left 4 Dead doesn't have a story, really. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's got, it's got. Yeah, it does. It has right. Like it's, it's like a movie. It's like an yeah. hour-long little story. Yeah, that's right. But it's like, yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't really call that story. Yeah, that's sure. Okay, that's all the story I need. Yeah, <laughs> and we're getting. But, I mean, doesn't, doesn't doesn't Arizona Sunshine have more story than that? I think it does. Um, it's like it's like a linear like narrative, right? Yeah. I haven't even played it. I, I don't know. It's fine, but it's not this. Like, there's a certain quality. There's a Valve standard. Like they, you yeah. know, similar to Pixar, they'll put like a certain polish on it that's a little something special, and that's maybe yeah. what we want. Yeah. yeah, I hope so. But what so. would the other game be besides? Well, it's Portal, Dead? right? It's got. If oh. it's not Portal, I'm upset. <laughs> what <laughs> but, else would it be? I mean, could they really enough? pull off Portal with VR? Has anybody no. tried playing the Portal mods? No, no they said right off the bat that it's it's not going to be Portal the way. Yeah, we played Portal. It can't be. Yes. But I, I don't even think Left 4 Dead can be the Left 4 Dead that we played, you know? That'll have to be something different, too. I mean, sure. I wonder how this Tom. Half-Life different, that how this new Half-Life game will be different. Because, like, they really set a bar and sort of a standard, they set a lot of standards in the genre. And they can't just recycle those. Like, there now has to be some new special sauce on it. Now, yeah, I wonder what they'll do to make it 
I don't know what those. I, I, th- I think, honestly, like they would have said something about anything special. I think it's like you said, just really high bar, AAA assets, writing, like. But I don't think it's going to be much different than maybe like bone works with polish you know and and story like if there was anything like crazy new about it they would have said something like the the guys that tested played it like last week um and you could see on the monitor what they were playing and it was like yeah it looks like a cool kind of linear (laughs) vr shooter on the other side of the coin it feels like it feels like, to me, the Quest is only getting more and more popular. Now, I'm going to preface this by saying, fuck Facebook. I don't like Facebook. But mm-hmm. you can't deny the fact that the Quest is getting really popular these days. Sure. So, that go does. I feel like that goes to show, I guess, an investment that they put in into making sure that this thing got to where it is. So, I'm excited. So, wait, wait. Because Let's talk about what, what popular means, though. So, like, there's, say, there's, what do they say, like, 5 million PSVR headsets out there. I think Gear VR was supposed to have more than that. Um, su- uh, yeah, it was super hot, made 2 million over the holidays with, like, launching with new hardware, basically. That was, like, the first time that hardware had seen a holiday, right? And it's, like... That sounds like a lot, and it is a lot for VR, but that's like the top selling, v- or they're in like number two slot probably of like all of VR across all the platforms. And they made two million bucks. And like I said, that's still nothing. That's like the, the you know? thing is, I don't know the exact numbers, but I know the evidence I have uh, is that I've I know friends that Facebook were moving like that. that that let well who, who tell me that Facebook is moving things around that that the Rift S and anything PC related they're moving shuffling projects around and sending you know labor employees technology down to Quest piping down more focusing more on the Quest I that, yeah. I feel like that has correlation at least with the fact that the Quest is more popular hopefully yeah well I'm not, I, I'm not saying that the the Quest isn't doing well like clearly it's doing well they sold more than they had right um so but like how long is that gonna last what is that what's the retention rate of those users you know like Mm. sure there were five million plus uh gear vrs but where are they now and like where were they a week after people got them you know like they hit the shelf and it's like if if people can't stay excited about the headset then it ends up on a shelf as the you know the beach saber machine that i got in 2019 let me follow up with that because i want to know if you guys have had any experience showing off vr to your families over the holidays and if you did what did you show them and what were their reactions i mean my my close family uh, like my daughter plays VR all the time. She was playing Job Simulator tonight, being a mechanic. Um, my wife likes Beat Saber and boxing. But like, if I if I bring it to a friend's house, like I brought the Quest over to my buddy's place a couple weeks ago, and he 
he's like a huge gamer. He play he's got like PS4 and Xbox and like plays everything. Uh, and I was like, okay, yeah, you got to check out this quest thing. Here's Pistol Whip. And he played two rounds of Pistol Whip. He's like, oh, yeah, that's pretty cool. That'd be good in like an arcade or something. And then like never asked about it again. So it's like, I don't know, man. I think I think we're circle jerking a lot sometimes. You know, there's people that really like VR, but like it doesn't really correlate with just gamers in general or like kids in general. Like, I think kids are probably your best bet. So you think all those VR guys are making VR games for people who like VR and we're missing, we're just blind to what non-VR fanatics want out of VR? I don't think it's it's what they want. It's it's whether they care or not, you know? <laughs> um, yeah. I just don't think people care. And, like, I've, I've been saying this for the last, like, six years, that it feels like we've been selling to the same... 250,000 DK2 users yeah. this whole time, you know? It's like, we're, we're it's developers buying other developers' stuff to see what's going on, and, like, a very, very small group of hardcore enthusiasts. And y- y- you can see this by, like, YouTube view numbers, you know? Like, who's the biggest YouTube streamer? And, like, how many views did they get on their, like, Pistol Whip new song update video like 100 200 views it's like where where are the people like nobody fucking cares <laughs> it's, it drives me nuts you know it's like and yet the and yet the fact that it's all getting better and better and i'm having more fun now in vr than i've had in the last six and a half years i feel like i mean it seems like you're i mean on the one hand like it feels like there enough people don't give a fuck that you sort of begin to wonder, like, why are these companies still investing money in this? Mm-hmm. And then, but then at the other, on the other end, I sort of don't want it. I don't want this progress to end. You know, I want more. <laughs> I wanted to get better. You know, and so, yeah. and you, and it's I, weird I think because it'll I'm just keep going. It's it's gonna keep like improving and like yeah, like Facebook's not gonna stop. Um, Valve's probably not gonna stop. But it's like what like it might just be a niche thing like until there's some amazing new hardware that's like glasses that you slip on and it's you know there's a big enough library of compelling content that that people care like right now it's just a very niche thing it's like i don't know how long this can last like say say we're in the like homebrew computer club era of vr like i don't know i feel like that was a shorter time period in the 70s for the computer than it is now for vr so i don't know i don't know what that tale looks like i don't know what it's going to take for or if it will ever be mass adopted in its current iteration you know like i can't see my wife putting on a headset at work or like even caring to come home and like watch a movie in it or something you know it's not the technology is just not really there yet for anyone outside of hardcore enthusiasts and crazy kids. So, so let me ask you this: If VR doesn't become mass adopted in ten years, and it's still and it's still this niche thing that maybe like fifty million people, you know, at most fifty million people are doing, mm. then would you still see yourself doing VR, Blair, or are you gonna 
jump oh, yeah. on and do more well, exciting. Fuck, I'm doing it with the 250,000 people. <laughs> like, <laughs> I like, I do it because I like it. Right. I, yeah. Like I said, I enjoy building it. I enjoy, I enjoy the idea of it. Um, but like that said, I don't really enjoy playing it that often, you know, like if I didn't get this hardware from the companies, I wouldn't have bought an index. There's no fucking way. That's too expensive. You know, I wouldn't have bought a, I, I don't even know if I'd buy like a quest. Like it's, it's not, yeah, it's just not uh, something that the average person is going to be doing all the time to make it worth the money. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm so the good point guys. there. Maybe I need I mean, more brandy. The, no, look, this is what this means. This is what this means. This means that we get more VR to ourselves. Fuck everyone yeah. else. Let's fucking party. Enjoy <laughs> what we have, fellas. That's what like, 2020 and the rest of the decade means. Look, I'm not worried. It's going to be fine. We're going to be fine, Blair. Drink more, gentlemen. Drink more. Smoke more <laughs> weed. 2019 is coming to an end, and I have more questions to go. So, so John... Um, or Jesse, didn't we? Didn't I have another question that I was following up just now? And then, let's see, we were just doing a question just now. I don't think so. We weren't doing a question. The last thing I talked about was Half Life Alex. Okay, so let's just. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be quiet for like four minutes while I go in and get more brandy. Okay. What about the best VR implementation of an arcade in this decade, gentlemen? I'm gonna nominate. I'm gonna nominate the. Uh, treadmill that you walk, the Infinideck, for the best VR implementation for a potential arcade of the decade. I, I don't think they ever actually, made it to the arcades, actually. So you never but played it, it at an arcade? No, I don't think they were able to put it in an arcade. Right, John? I, I don't think they were, ever, they were ever at that point where you can put the Infinideck in an arcade. I know they were in the movie Ready Player One. But I think that of our two, the two options uh, for the decade are, are sandbox VR and void. I would think. Yeah. At this point, yeah. Yeah. God, remember Ready Player One? It's funny that we're talking about VR in the decade, and that movie was such a disappointment that we don't even give a shit. <laughs> that should have been the VR. That should have sold systems. I, yeah. I was hoping that was going to be the next Avatar, you know, like James Cameron's Avatar. Yeah, and we're all like, I want to go to Pandora. Let's all go to Pandora together. We're all going to go buy a headset. Didn't happen. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe people just need more money. <laughs> people need to get paid more so that they can afford VR. If Andrew Yang wins, maybe in the first month when he implements his thousand dollars to everyone, everyone can finally invest in an index. Wow, it's a compelling argument to join the Yang gang. I let's do it. <laughs> Free Valve indexes for Free everyone. Valve index. Chicken in every pot, a Valve index on every desk. I can get behind that. I can definitely get behind that. What about so yeah? So sandbox. Have you guys tried sandbox or the void? I've been meaning to try them both. And no, I I, I saw it at the mall and I never actually tried it. I didn't yeah. want to put that. I didn't. I, I don't do a lot of these demos that you do. I have my little headset at home and I share it with a few close friends and then I use it. I don't want to use the headset that everyone's using. It grosses yeah. me out. I'm with you. <laughs> It's kind of gross. I'm with you. I but I want to do it still, but I I yeah, but I am grossed out. So I don't, I don't even want to use my own headset after my wife has done like box <laughs> VR in it. Like she was doing it tonight, and she was like, "Show me how to use the Quest." 
So I showed her how to use the quest and then she's like, I'll sweat it up. I, I like, I, I didn't want to teach her how to use it. Cause I was like, Oh fuck, she's going to sweat it up and beat saber and it's going to get all gross. <laughs> uh, yeah. My girlfriend plays, it'll get, it'll get wet. And I don't mind it being wet because it's a person that I know. I don't want to put a wet mask on my face from a stranger getting their no. strange wetness on me. It's a nightmare. Like somebody, you just gave someone an anxiety attack. Someone listening to this. <laughs> Listen, the only way to get rid of that anxiety is to put the headset, the wet headset, close to your face and to give it a good lick. Just and visualize that. Everyone who's listening to that right now, visualize yourself <laughs> licking the sweat off of. <laughs> I want to get back of, to the, the um, Ready Player One yeah. thing. Uh, so like that, this is a big problem. I, uh, like in the last couple of days, I was kind of. People like unfollow me on Twitter because they they think I'm like, I don't know, like crapping on VR or something. But it's like pointing out things like that. Like, do you remember that <laughs> when that came out? Everyone's like, oh, this is it. This is going to be what pushes VR into the mainstream. I hear that shit about something every two weeks <laughs> and it's not happening. It's like, stop doing that. You know, like, I believed it this time, though, because it's a big Steven Spielberg movie, and it's a book that a lot of people in the community like. And so I, yeah, I believe the hype. The people in the community that like that. It's those 250,000 yeah, copies that, the, that he sold. The community like this nugget, and they're going to take a big mainstream director. He's so exciting. He's made all these really popular movies. What if he makes this thing popular? Wouldn't that be cool? Spielberg didn't direct it, though, did he? No. I think, I think he just so. he produced it. Well... Mm, I think he might have directed it, but similarly to like the Lost World, where he's just probably directing these movies over the phone, and he's just yeah. on a vacation somewhere. Okay. Yeah. Well, let's go deeper here. Why was it that the movie didn't do well? What was it about the movie? Spoiler alert for anyone listening. It wasn't good. I, yeah, I don't <laughs> think it was a good movie. As simple as that. And Spielberg was the director. Uh, yeah. Of that. Yeah. Yep. You looked it up. Yep, I'm looking at it right now. And it, it, that's perfect, right? Like Spielberg, your favorite director from the 80s, directing a movie about worshipping the 80s. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Or yeah. From, a, from a nostalgia fest, it was pretty good. The shout outs, and they got a ton of IP in there. You know, to put Most that in. Of a movie, it was from the 90s, though. They like shifted the whole book ahead a decade for the movie. Yeah. Yeah. It was like all 90s stuff. And I was like, okay, well, that's not me anymore. Personally, I was really offended that they didn't put the Tomb of Horrors in there because I know that, you know, I played that dungeon. It's a killer, and I would have liked to no, see it on the screen. All of it. it. The problem is, is that movie, or the, sorry, the book isn't really suited to adaptation. It's no. like, it's, it's the same with like 1984, right? Like, this is most of that book took place inside a character's head yeah. doing really mundane things but that are just exciting mentally they're not exciting visually <laughs> like playing playing uh joust against death is not it's an exciting visual for about a second but it's not it doesn't make a good uh a good movie so what do you so, so thinking of, okay blair this is right in your wheelhouse what do you think mm -hmm. about them making neuromancer i didn't oh, yeah i don't I haven't been able to get through the books. Still, <laughs> I, I try like once a year. You're like the you're like the cyberpunk like guy. You don't like yeah, it. Yeah, well, I don't like Lord of the Rings either, but I like I like fantasy. <laughs> I 
Uh, okay, like, have you, did you read uh, any the, William Gibson, or you read? Uh, are you like? Um, no, I'm more of a Philip K. Dick guy. All right, all right. Yeah, I see like, that. Um, Arthur C. Clarke. I, I, I like, and uh, that's not really a cyberpunk. I guess Philip K. Dick is cyberpunk, though. But he could, yeah, definitely. He's um, his own genre. But more, I'm more into like the cinematic aspects of cyberpunk. You know, like I, I played uh, a lot of pen and paper cyberpunk stuff. I like. All right. Uh, RoboCop and like Blade Runner and like uh, Total Recall, like I'm into that kind of like '80s cyberpunk you, aesthetic more than. Did you play Shadowrun or did you play? Shadow oh yeah, Run? I played the shit out of Shadowrun. I played. Yeah, nice. I, I played Shadowrun pen and paper. I played all of the all of the PC games all the way through. Uh, but Neuromancer, it's like I just I don't know what it is about it. There's something about these like like proto fictions, like Lord of the Rings. If I tried to read that now, it's so early in what fantasy was that it's boring. You know, it's like okay, so they have orcs, but like, have you played D and D? Like, there's a lot of cool shit in D and D that's not in Lord of the Rings. Oh, yeah. It's the same with, with Neuromancer. It's like it's like yeah, okay, but like we've pushed these ideas way further now, and there's way cooler stuff going on. So yeah. when I when I try to read something that's like the first of its kind, it's just it's boring. I just I can't get into it. I gotcha. Yeah. Well, I'm, I, mean, I'm I feel hoping- bad. I feel like a like a like a hack because I haven't read the book, but I, I swear to God, I've tried. Uh, no, no. So here's the thing: feel better because. If it's actually probably to your credit, since you're doing a cyberpunk themed thing, if you'd read all that stuff and immersed yourself in it, it would bias your creativity because you can create mm. something new. So right. you're kind of, you, you, I, you I don't, I don't, I try to avoid anything while I'm actually working on something. Like yeah. I don't, you know, like I, I didn't watch Altered Carbon. Uh, I, I don't want to get into something because it'll just, it'll either piss me off that I didn't come up with something. And then I'll try to rip it off or I'll feel like it'll just look like a rip off of something. Like, yeah, I don't want, I don't want anything like that to influence me while I'm, while I'm working. Yeah. Very cool. Well, gentlemen, I want to continue this list of categories. Uh, we have a long list to go. I mean, we are going to have, it's going to be the whole night, but, but look, uh, the next one coming up is going to be, <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's going to be uh, the best feat our experience is not a game in this decade what is that in your hearts in your minds what what, what would that be and let's start with jesse jesse what has been the best vr experience of this decade not a game that's not a game uh i don't want to just see vr chat like uh what, what else have i been playing um i feel like i tried a bunch of like those little um google spotlight or what was the who was making like little shorts Google Spotlight. Oh yeah, yeah. Pearl. Are you Pearl, talking about that's Pearl? That's the one. That's yeah, the one. That's that one really amazing. Me. Yeah. And it's yeah, just that like one makes me ball my eyes out. Music video. Yeah. yeah. And I. And but the reason, like, I I was I cried when I was playing it too, and it's I think I was kind of overwhelmed by the technology. I'm like, oh my god, we're doing this. Like we're taking all these aspects from filmmaking, and now we're moving into a new platform and it's really working it was really touching me um i have not seen a lot of great stuff since then like i'm i'm interested if every anybody else has recommendations for like movies or story i watched the great sea 
interesting. Um, anybody watch that? Mm, uh, nope. The great. I'm also sea. ashamed of that because they're like a local company. I know all I the guys. I think it's a Philip K. Dick thing too. Yeah. And uh, it's like a 30 minute movie. Wait, um, is it Philip K. The, Dick or no? It's uh, what's his face? The um, maybe it is Philip K. Dick. Oh my, maybe it's stuff. I don't know. But you just sit there and you watch it, but you're, but it's made for VR. So you're constantly looking around and the perspective is shifting. And sometimes you're a giant eye in the sky watching the characters. Sometimes you're down on the ground with them. It's great. Are you talking about Song it, of the Sea? No, it's called The Great Sea. Okay. Isn't it? <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, that's what it's called. It's like, um, oh God. I don't want to spoil uh, I can't it, think but, uh, there's a reason it's, I know. It, yeah. Anyway. Um, but it had like a bunch of new filmmaking language, like where you're kind of you're looking at character from the top down and it'll do a transition. And now you're on the side and we've seen yeah. things like that in movies, but it's really cool to see it first implemented in this new way. I'm excited about filmmaking. Made it. Yeah. Like real time filmmaking, like, like, like the big C or, or Pearl, not, not as much like just 360 video. Yeah, really excited exactly. About that. But yeah, I haven't really seen anything as good as Pearl, and I, like I don't know that it was the the technology. I think it was the story of like a, a, a little girl and her dad. Like that that makes my eyes well up just saying the words. <laughs> it's like it's like they they figured out the kind of like heartstrings pulling um, and just pulled it off really well in VR. I showed it to some people and they weren't as impressed as I was. That's why I think I thought it was impressed with the technology. It just it didn't seem to touch others. Because They've you were hearts, hearts and I, of stone. And I, no, I think it's because you they were never unaware of you being in the room with them. Like, That's true. Like when you have a really good VR experience, you're alone. Yeah. yeah you're because we never forget and there's somebody in the room. When I give a demo to somebody um, if they're comfortable with it, I say, I'm going to leave. I'm, I'm leaving. I'm going to leave you in here for a few minutes because yeah. they're never going to not be aware that I'm there, you know, looking at them doing VR. It's just a big, big deal. So yeah. Pro tip for giving demos of your film, leave the room, let people have their experience on their own and yeah. they'll like it a lot more with you without you looking at them. It's weird that like I get a lot of um, people saying to me like, oh, you know, is this a single player or multiplayer? Because I find like I feel really isolated in VR and I don't like it. But that's what I like about VR is like that, like you're isolated no matter what, because you're putting this thing over your face and you're blindfolded and your hands are crippled. Like you're, you're stuck in this thing. Right. So it's like, yeah, if you can if you can play off of kind of the emotions that come from that headspace i think there's there's really something to that um but that's interesting that you say like yeah leave people alone when they're <laughs> you're demoing stuff to them because i'm I gonna do be, that like if I saw, yeah if i saw pearl and like there was like a big crowd of people around me i probably wouldn't have enjoyed it either not as much that's a great tip i never thought about that because people need help sometimes also the first time you introduce them they're a little bit confused by everything so i feel like i need to be near but yeah well that's why i don't demo because i can't handle that <laughs> i'm not holding your hand through this like simple vr experience because if that person can't figure it out with me sitting there helping them then they're not going to buy it anyway so like i'm out <laughs> you can go figure it out yourself 
Hmm. What about you, John? Do you have any uh, non-VR game yeah. experience at Decade? Google Earth VR. It it blows me away. I love that. Oh. I love that thing. It's so it's useful as a tool. It's fun to play with and just explore. Um, and it's a great demo. I use it in classes to teach people about scale and distance and sociology. Are you nauseous though playing it? No. Not no, me. I'm not me. I, I, I don't get nauseous either. Yeah, they do really good. They do a really good uh, vignetting, really effective, yeah. and and it, it seems to work really well. So. I played it really early on and made myself sick. I should go back because I, lo- I love like tooting around Google Earth and like checking out places like yeah. that I'm going to visit or whatever. Does that yeah, have Street View in it too? Yes, and and that's yeah, cool. uh, a, a story. My my daughter was studying in Oxford last summer, and uh, she was walking around campus and the little side streets off oxford there he is and i'm like hold up so i'm on the phone with her hop into vr getting google earth i go where she is and i, I and I'm, i can't see her but i can like walk down the street with her as she's in oxford and it was magic yeah that's cool wow that that's is cool. cool so oh. yeah that's a really good one because yeah i use that all the time like just the flat version you know if i if i need to go somewhere that I've never been, I'll like, I'll walk around the streets on street view for like 20 minutes and just kind of like get my bearings. I do the same thing. Everything is. Yeah. I had this great experience with Google earth when like, uh, I had this dream where there was like this bug in my kitchen and it started to grow and I realized I was dreaming. So I like bolted down the hallway and flew out my window and I flew down out the neighborhood, and I was flying over all the trees and seeing everything out in, in my neck of the woods. And then that day, I tried Google Earth, and I realized you could fly around. And so I flew down to my neighborhood. I went down to my window, and then <laughs> I experienced flying dream. out. I reenacted my dream <laughs> in virtual reality. It was incredible. What is the – I got a question for you guys. What is the key feature – what is the key feature that Google Earth VR is missing that you would like – Oh, I would come back every day if it had this or this other, or, you know, this list of features. And I hope Google, someone at Google is listening because this would be, because I would, yeah, I just feel like Google Earth is so much potential. It's amazing as is, but it could be so much better still. I wouldn't mind more in-depth tours, like sort of maybe a, almost a history lesson or something connected where it'll take you through different landscapes and actually teach you something about them like education i think i would be, i would do that more like a like a deeper time machine function like you can yeah. pull it back like two thousand years and it would do like a recreation of what things look like that'd be cool yeah i'd like that like something like that like um i'm always really interested to see like really old photos of my city and it's like you know, when it first started out and it's like like Wild West looking and everything, it would be cool if somebody went in there and kind of like built like back in time what things looked like, even if it was just kind of like rudimentary. Right. But like, you know, you could fake satellite imagery and stuff. That would be dope. I, I keep saying the Assassin's Creed maps, they make all these like really detailed maps. I mean, I remember playing a few of them a few years ago, and I just remember thinking to myself constantly, I can't get the th- that thought out of my head of like, you know, I'd love to revisit those those worlds. There's so many so many good maps that they made that I'd love to 
go back and visit. What about John? What about you? Do you have any features for Google Earth VR that you'd like to see them implement? Um, yeah, overlays, multiplayer, um, and the ability to annotate and save. Uh, there's a there's a file format. We won't get into it, but basically, there's a standard format you can use on maps to like create and, and save overlays. And that would be awesome. And then an API so I could write programs to put data on it. So I could have my uh, in in islands in the net. You guys ever read that book? It's a cyberpunk kind of book. There's a cool app they have. It's like a VR Earth, and it's like real time, and you can have data overlays and tell what's going on. Always wanted that, so I want that in Google Earth. So API overlays, multiplayer, make it happen, Google. That's all I want. Yeah, I'd love that. Um, I wanna before I ask you as another question about. Uh, experiences games things of the decade I, I have a i have a random random question i want to pop in and i'll start this one with blair blair if you were the ceo of hcc right now and for the oh, next God. five years what would you do to keep hcc in the vr game alive oh my god get out i, of I don't VR. care yeah i don't care that's not no i don't even want to think about that i got my own <laughs> share wang get out of vr just pull out completely you're not winning you're gonna ruin your company trying to do it and all i have you know soft spot in my heart for the vive man it was a it's a great device but yeah cosmos ain't gonna do it uh and you've Oh, it's just there's no way to win. There's no way to win here. So just pull back and come back later when the when the industry is a little more settled. They they have some interesting ideas with like Viveport. Um, yeah. Well, I don't think I've signed an NDA with them yet. No, I don't think I have. So like like they have like a it's kind of like a like a Stadia subscription service. Kind yeah, they of launched thing. that. They launched that. Nobody cares. Yeah. No, I I know, but like it's a it would be a good idea if the market was about a hundred times as big as it is right now, um, and it's not. So they they had their moment, and I, I don't know. I, there's some really good people over there too, but um, I just since the Cosmos shipped, I I don't think it's ever going to catch on. They're not going to get their money out of it, and they got other problems. So consolidate. I don't know. Maybe go enterprise. They're big in you know what? That's the U.S. market though. Maybe they're bigger in China than I understand. Maybe they're would selling way more cosmoses in China, and that's what they care about. And if so, then I can shut up because I don't know anything about that side of their business. I'm just talking about the I U.S. I really market. doubt they're selling a ton of cosmoses in China. I know, but I, but I really don't know. So maybe maybe there's something there I don't know. Like about. I can see them still selling vibes in China, but yeah, I don't. I have no idea. It's hard, it's hard to gauge because like, well nobody's nobody's making sales on Viveport, and Steam doesn't sell to China, right? Yeah. So, no. yeah, there's no way to tell. <laughs> so, no, yeah, it's, it's it, nobody's it's making money on software. So I don't understand they, why they why they the why they did the Cosmos and just not stick with the Vive. Maybe it was a licensing issue with Valve somehow that they wanted to get away from. I'm not sure. I think they just thought it was the next step during Inside Out, right? Yeah. But yeah. They didn't. Yeah. They didn't do it right. <laughs> no, no, it's hard. So, it's really yeah, hard. Yeah, it is hard. It's super hard. So, thank you for the advice, John. Uh, we we wish you luck, HTC, and the new year. 
Um, nothing but love, but to all of you guys that are working hard out there uh, for that yeah. company pushing VR, regardless of regardless of whether it succeeds or not. I think you're still pushing VR, so good luck out there. I, I going back to sort of this uh, idea of boom bust um, and the volatility slash roller coaster nature of the VR industry. What has been sort of a trend, a hyped trend of the biggest hyped trend of the decade? And I want to throw my by, uh, by two sets really quickly. I, I One of the biggest hyped up things of the decade that has to do with VR, I think was blockchain. <laughs> the, there was a lot of, tr there was this, for a while, it seemed like, especially when that 2017 Bitcoin thing just went, mm -hmm. went nuts. I, th I yeah. think, um, and I think there was a lot launched. of talk of combining VR with blockchain. Mm -hmm. And and now it all feels like it's fizzled out. I, I think that was I think I nominate that for the biggest hyped up trend VR related of the decade. What about you guys? Wait, what does that mean combining the blockchain and VR? What does that mean practically? Economies, virtual economies, I think. Trying to yeah. create social high flight, high social coin, uh, yeah. what's that oh my god, what's that one where they did the auction for the land? Which is like the one thing you get for free in a virtual Decentraland. Decentraland, yeah. They raised thirty-three million dollars. Yeah. Whoa, oh my God! And, Over and, fake land. And, and and I'm guilty here too. Chris knows I had a I had I still have an idea for a blockchain-based asset management for VR, and I was serious about it, and I still am. But the thing that kills you is it, none of these things scale. It's like it's anti-scale, and it's like so. Although in VR it's not really a problem yet, but you can't. It's hard to envision these things getting any bigger than a few thousand people before the processing power just becomes uh, insane. So I mean, you're not going to get a few thousand people anyway, like right. unless That's unless you add blockchain to Beat Saber, like it's <laughs> <laughs> not you don't have the users anyway. <laughs> That's right. I forgot. Yeah, that's a problem. That's a problem we'll never have. So anyway, yeah. yeah but you know, I don't know. It's it's really interesting technology. I think I think there could be some work. So, okay, blockchain is overhyped. However, I think it's really interesting technology, and it could be used in the right way. And I think it could come back. So um, it shouldn't be dismissed. It is a useful tool. It's not a solution for everything like we thought. You know what's funny about well, like cryptocurrency specifically, uh, like integrating cryptocurrency into VR. I I kind of dabbled with the idea of having like a currency, like a lo-fi currency that you can withdraw from the game and just use as cryptocurrency or whatever, or buy into it or whatever. But then like, once I thought about it, there's no difference between uh, like a cryptocurrency aside from it being in the blockchain than like World of Warcraft gold. Like it still well, is a virtual that, economy that is has monetary value that somebody worked for to get. You know, it's it's like the only difference is the the ledgers and like, but but I think World of Warcraft has got a handle on their gold without blockchain. You know. Yep, and Eve Online, uh, a lot of virtual economies. There's sites that let you trade currencies yeah, between, between games. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, so I don't think that's a bad idea, and I think. The thing, the thing that blockchain brings to the table is the thing that makes it work for currency is currency is generic, right? So mm -hmm. for generic things, uh, it, it, it is easy to do. But what blockchain brings to the table is the ability to 
it kind of verify a, 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 an item as being valid. You know, it wasn't yeah. hacked. It wasn't, you know, one owner. It can't be duped. There's a lot of there's right, a lot but of benefits. That, but, there. but that's what I mean about World of Warcraft has managed to prevent that, right? Just by having really good, like, cheap protection on servers. Yeah. Like, yeah, like but I, if World, I, I, hacked it, World of Warcraft early on with with like um, memory so editors and stuff, but like it's you can't do while, that anymore. I, I didn't I didn't go back to WoW Classic, and it's been a while since I've been to what I since I did WoW. But I did find I did sell something once, and the community kind of uh, created a manual blockchain. You know, like you right. post online, and somebody would be like, "Hey, I want to buy your axe." Like okay, I'll sell you my axe, and there'd be a middleman that everybody knew, and he'd hold the stuff, and he'd get a cut, and it was kind of like yeah. had a good reputation, and he was basically the public ledger in that transaction. Yeah. So, right. you know, anyway, yeah, they solved they solved it without blockchain um, because yeah. it, it wasn't a big deal. But if you have a true metaverse, like when it, I do think it would be fun to be able to be in VR chat, creating content or whatever, and or and. Being able to pop over to Rec Room or to Alt Space and carry with me the stuff I had in VR Chat, you know, to, yeah. you know in some form. Um, yeah, there, no, that's right. But like it, at, at that point, you're talking about Facebook gets in the way, so you're you're using Libra, and like you know, like Facebook's not going to let you use some other crypto on their on their servers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what is that? What what is Facebook's shitty metaverse? They've made like three attempts so far. It's it's not working. Yeah, They'll keep trying. Mm. I hope so. <laughs> I hope they get it right eventually because I would love like a persistent VR metaverse. But you know, if you if you try to base it around the people that are working on Farmville, you're not going to get it right. <laughs> Yeah, and honestly, I wouldn't want a persistent VR metaverse if it only if they're the only one that existed was Facebook. No, exactly. Like, but that's what you're gonna get. <laughs> so unless, unless somebody makes like you know like well, Rosedale tried. He left uh, Linden and tried to make uh, whatever whatever it was called. Sansar? Is it Sansar? High, fidel- no, no, high, fidelity. high fidelity. High fidelity. But yeah, there's been attempts, but it's like there's no nobody's there. Nobody cares. A closer thing that we have is is VR chat, like because at least that's that's outside of VR as well, and it's got a a bigger user base, right? So like if if uh, if I were gonna bet on the metaverse right now, I would say VR chat. Why is VR chat and Rec Room alive and High Fidelity and Alt Space aren't? Friction. Hmm. Alt no, Space uh, Alt Space is more dead than any of them, I think. Yeah, well, no, I think I think Hi-Fi is pretty dead. Yeah, Hi-Fi. <laughs> oh, yeah, no. Oh, no, definitely, definitely. I thought uh, we were talking about Rec Room and VR Chat. VR Chat and Rec Room are still kicking, but Hi-Fi yeah. and Alt Space are out the game, out of the game. So why? What about what about Sansar? Is that even in the equation? They're not even the equation for me. I don't know. I get emails from them all the time. Well, <laughs> they're, Sansar, they're call me too. <laughs> yeah. Sp- sponsor me and then you'll be in the equation. <laughs> right. Uh, but no, I was joking. I have morals and principles. What am I talking about? Uh, so yeah, John, what, what are we talking about? Um, why why, why, why is, this, is it that yeah. they're still alive? Uh, or... Yeah. VR chat has has solved a lot of the user on ramping friction problems. Um, so is Rec Room. Rec Room is a really you can go in. 
I can put somebody in rec room, not tell them what to do, and they'll figure it out really quickly, and they'll be doing something fun within five to ten minutes at most. I mean, that's like a long time. And mm. uh, with Hi-Fi, it would take me an intellectual <laughs> 30 minutes to get into a session. It was horrible. And, uh, you know, anyway. So well, what, and- what about that? That doesn't make sense, though, because, like, look at Second Life, you know, or like any any kind of like massively multiplayer thing where people sit there for three hours building their avatar and then go through a tutorial for the next three hours after that. You know, is it is it the headset itself? It's the head- yeah. I think in this case it was the headset itself because yeah. you know you'd have to like keep taking it on and off, and eventually I'm like I'm just gonna go to VR chat. So right. um, you know, uh, and and Rec Room, their designer, their 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 ink, you know, the ink they use to build their rooms, they had put a stat that, that like 500,000 people have created stuff, and and that's you know. That's pretty, or 500,000 rooms, I don't know, maybe not 500,000 people. A lot of people doing stuff in Rec Room, whatever, 100,000 people are making things. And it's, uh, not all of it's great, but some of it's really good. And um, I think their t- their developer team is really good, so I think they're going to keep adding to it. And uh, my only question is, what happens to those two, so we're talking about those two guys, they're completely losing money, right? They're losing money, they're burning cash. So they're going is Rec Room to... free? Yeah. 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 Oh my God. Yeah. And I don't so, know. So like what? So they got the investment money and bless them. And I'm really happy they did. And they're doing great work with it. And they could probably raise more money, both of them, because of their successes. But at some point, you know, they're going to be like, okay, start charging 10 bucks a month for VR chat or whatever. You know, I don't know what they're going to do. Yeah. Um, and then what happens? Is it just collapsed? Do people go, nah? Go back to oh, whatever, you know, Skype. I wonder, because, like, so I came to the VR chat guys during my Kickstarter for LoFi, which was, like, I don't know, like, three months ago, uh, or, like, four when it started. And I was like, hey, like, what can I do to get just an image in front of people? Like, can I just put a billboard up in a lobby? And, like, I, the responses I got were like, oh, we're not really, like, set up to do that. I'm like, bitch, what are you talking about? Like, how can that not be a priority to like, I want to give you money so that you can advertise a thing for me and get it in front of VR users, right? Like, how can that not be a thing? So I don't know. I don't know that the maybe the numbers are too small for anyone of substance to care. Because like, I know the VR chat guys. So I was like trying to get something for free, right? But like, even if I offered money, I don't, I don't know that it would be worth it. Like what, like how many people go through the, the VR chat lobby that would pay money for a VR game, you know, like who am I advertising to? Yeah. Cause like even those, those like 10,000 concurrent users, that's nothing compared to like a, like a YouTube ad on, on PewDiePie or something, right. Where millions of people are going to see it. What about, uh, this is just, this is a random idea. I'm pulling out of my butt. But what about making a VR chat world and just copy pasting some of your like? Oh yeah, no, they to- they, they they totally you know? suggested that. But I was yeah. like, no, I like I'm busy. I'm, <laughs> I'm trying to like uh, make make a game and run a Kickstarter right now. You just want to put an that. ad that someone just looks at real quick. Yeah, and all of a sudden that becomes like more beneficial to them than it does to me, right? It's like now now come check out this cool world in VR chat. And the VR chat people will just enjoy that. They don't care about leaving. 
Well, well, I'll play devil's advocate. If I'm a user and I and I'm like, well, this guy made this and he's yeah. making games, I'm right. gonna definitely join your Discord. But how much work is it to make a dope thing for VR chat that's even comparable to like LoFi? I, I like. I think it's a lot of work. I think I'd spend like more time than it's worth. Yeah. If 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 uh, if you spend ten hours. Trying to get set up hours. and you feel like you're not gonna do it, you then don't do it. I would. Yeah. That's what I would be like. If I, I would spend ten hours trying to do it, and then if I can't get do it past then, I wouldn't do it. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's reasonable. Yeah, but um, okay. So moving on to hyped decade trends. Do we have oh. any others to share? Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure, I got one. I got one. Uh, hand tracking, like hand without tracking. controllers. Mm. That's stupid. What are you doing with that? <laughs> Okay, go ahead. You gotta, so you gotta explain your it. argument, Blair. I, I did why. a demo. I did a demo where I, I could put my hands out in front. I got a leap, and I could pick up blocks, and I could make yeah. them big and small, and I can move. It was that was pretty cool. Oh yeah, that's cool. Now I mean, that's all. I did. Yeah, <laughs> that's the problem. It's like you can't do anything. You need you okay, need buttons. You the need haptics. That could be used for hand tracking very well. Is oh, I want no. uh, a last. Does that have to do with boobs. No, no, no. Well, okay. I guess it could. Everything could. Be. <laughs> but uh, uh, last Airbender, you know, mm. earth bending, water bending, fire bending. You ever watch that cartoon? Not the movie. Yeah, the but like, no one's even done that properly with controllers. Like, I don't know. I think it could be good with hands. The hey, cool thing about hands is that, like, you take the buttons out of it. That's what I love about VR, right? Swinging my arm to do something instead of hitting a button. And if I have to memorize physical shapes to make with my hands to accomplish a spell or something that seems really cool like i i, I don't know I'm i think it's like cool. i'm still hyped about this i think it seems cool in theory i think in practice you're gonna find that gesture recognition is nowhere near good enough especially like between users you're either going to be doing a ton of training getting it to like realize what shape you're trying to make or it's just not going to work like like you, you can't even do that with arm gestures, you know, like like doing spells in something like, oh god, what's that? What was that like wizard fighting game that came out with the touch controllers? Um, I don't remember uh, Blair, what it's called. Blair, I'm gonna have to respectfully disagree, sir. No one has right, made yet ahead. hand job simulator. If if that <laughs> is made out there and put out into the world, if you build yeah, they have. it, it's called Pornhub. No, no, no. I want hand tracking, yeah. jerk in motion. You know, fully Wait, simulation. So it's gonna, it's gonna map your hand, my, my real hand, hand, as I jerk uh, some. Uh, yes. Oh, <laughs> oh, you're doing the jerking of somebody else. Okay. I mean, sure. I mean, I could probably throw that together in an hour. But I, I didn't say I would jerk somebody else, but I, I would say that there would be some jerking. And, and, I'm gonna get in trouble that again. Be the killer app because no VR one has done Scott that. He's never gonna do a story on me if you keep talking like this. <laughs> um, I, well, I, I, another aspect of hand gestures would just be like in VR chat. Um, touch was a big thing. Like when you go in there, people want you to pat them on the head and do. And that's yeah, okay. Works. That works. But that's now. touch, and it works, and it works great, and it works great because you can still get to the menu. You can mm. still move. You can still like. You need the you need the buttons as well. It's not like if you take that out, you're just losing something. You're not gaining something. What about the index controllers? What about that compromise where you can see your fingers but you're still holding on to a real controller? 
well, it's not as good as people were expecting it to be. Like, have you have you tried it? Yeah, I have up here, and I have yeah. to RMA my left joystick. So, Valve, please send me back yeah. my left controller. So, there's a few problems. There's like the ergonomic problem where it's awkward to press a button on the thing. Some people's hands are too big. It never really feels like it's tracking your fingers. You still feel like you're pressing buttons, right? It's not, and and then. And then what is it for again? Like, unless Half-Life Alex has like a piano that works really well, what is it, you know? Uh, What can you use it for that you're going to use it for because that won't work on any other controller, you know? You need to, you need to hit the lowest common denominator so no one's going to spend enough time making like whatever the cool hand tracking thing is. And I still don't know what it is. Like even even the what was the the demo they had for uh, the hands demo hand lab, you can do all that stuff with a touch controller. Like, so what's 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 the point? I don't understand. Like if we're talking about overhyped tech, that's um that's mine. Okay, <laughs> that's so yeah, that's a good one. The, one of the reasons to maybe do it is mm. that if they can get it good, which it's not there yet. But if they can get it good, they then save what? several hundred dollars on their SKU to produce VR equipment. Oh, sure. Well, touch controllers aren't several hundred dollars. Uh, touch well, controllers are like 50 bucks, okay. if that. They, they save money. They save money. Yeah. They simplify the kit. You can still get yeah. them, but they can ship a lot of titles just with a headset. pushes the cost down. But they, they can't. Like, what you, you're going to sell you're going to sell a headset that is controller capable, that has no controllers? Then what about the games? Like that means you have to retrofit all of those old games to work with somebody else's vaping. I don't know. I'm not Tommy. Not me. It's, yeah. it's a jewel. Oh, there you go. No, you I'm die. sober. I stay sober. <laughs> um, yeah. So you, it's just not. It's not a thing you can do. Like if VR happened, if Oculus launched with hand tracking. Sure, then we're talking, maybe. But it's too late now. It's like controllers are better. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Well, I, I'm 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 with you. I was just trying to devil's advocate there. <laughs> but um eventually when this is like a pair of sunglasses that you put on, then it'll be come on. Well what is Can it? I, What's uh, the thing? What are you doing? I, like sure for AR stuff. I'm I'm watching Netflix. I put on my glasses yeah, I that's my fine. Hand, and Netflix. That's fine. Totally, totally. But I mean for VR. And for gaming specifically, it's it doesn't make sense. Can I can I just drop a sour grapes turd in the pool that just popped up? I'll yeah. just browse on Twitter. The developer for Untitled Goose Game just posted that they sold a million copies of their title in three months. So yeah, yeah, it's we can be we can be very happy for Super Hot VR making two million dollars. Those guys made twenty million. Well, they didn't make it, but they generated twenty million dollars in sales in three yeah. months. It's crazy. Yeah. And that's not a big team. I don't know how big their team is. It's a good team. It's they got they got skills, but like yeah, it's not it's a, a huge game. company. Yeah. We got we got some work to do. VR has the VR industry has some work to do. And that's and that's okay. But, Can yeah. I say though, I think that I think that the path to success is like these very simple, accessible, bite-sized experiences. Personally, I like the deep, crazy, open world, like twenty hour adventure games, but I think the market 
where it's at isn't sophisticated yet enough. Blair, I'm sorry because I know this kid's no, no, totally. No, I get it. No, you're you're exactly right. But I think that they they they, where they're at is the little. They want the five minute cartoon experience of Beat Saber or Pistol Whip or Space Fire Trainer or you know whatever. And I think, um, even though what I want is the big stuff, uh, I guess think about like the advent of movies, you know, the first movies weren't four hour, you know, blockbusters. That was like, you know, train driving by horseback. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're right. (laughs) Exactly. Right. And uh, like, you can see this most recently with Cloudhead, right? So they made two, well, I guess episodes of like a real, like good puzzle adventure game. Yeah. And then they made shooting man rhythm game. And found success. And it's <laughs> yeah. like, yeah, sure. No, it's great. Good for them. Like, and like it worked. I love that game. That's like one of my favorite VR games. Yeah. But like, there's like, obviously I don't care about the money. If I wanted to just make money, I would try making a new rhythm game every couple months and seeing if one would stick. Right. Um, but it's, it's not really about the money for me. It's about like, making something it's hard to explain i guess it's just like art it's just like i'm making art and if i can get enough money to sustain me and the people who buy it really love it i'm happy with that and like i wish that that's where vr was to be honest i wish it wasn't like okay well what's what's like what's the next thing in vr what's the next rhythm game if 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 there was more like art and people buying cool art like when when the dk1 first came out and it was like oh man have you seen greebles you're like flying through space and there's like shapes pulsating to music it's the best thing ever and it's like but that was enough you know like i would have paid five bucks for that i kind of wish we we would take a step back and find that yeah demo scene vr demo scene I remember those well, days. Just, or just like more, it's not even a demo scene. It's more of like a, just a different, different user base, I guess. Hmm. But you can't, you can't hope for that because the kind of person that can afford a, you know, $350 plus headset wants, wants games and they want to be able to show it to their friends. I mean, that's fine. That's fine. And it, like, I, I wish success to more of these companies. I hope, I hope to get a, a cooler beat saber, but like these, these experiences kind of like blow past me sometimes. Like I really enjoyed beat saber when it came out and I enjoy like no arrows mode, uh, on like medium or hard because I feel like I'm like really swinging swords around. Right. And like making cuts and then, as they see who's really playing it, it's like people, they're basically like playing a Twitch drum game and they're barely moving at all. It's just like the wrists are flicking around, right? So now the new games or the new tracks that come out for it don't even have no arrows mode. And it's like, okay, well, I don't like Beat Saber anymore. <laughs> I've got nothing to do in Beat Saber, you know? Um, or, or like the, the new tracking comes out and it's basically unplayable for me on on uh, Rift S or um, or Quest because 
because I'm trying to do these big arm swings and I get like, I lose tracking and then I just get frustrated. Let me do my follow-up question from earlier real quick, Blair. What, where do you draw inspiration, sir? When you, I feel like, at least in my opinion, and like it, it doesn't, for me, it doesn't come from a vacuum. I'm always absorbing right, things and then yeah. remixing them and then throwing them out there. Yeah. What are what are where what where what inspires you and like what where what have been some things that you've been like, fuck yes, I'm gonna put that in lo-fi or fuck yeah, I put that in technolos because that was something that influenced me. Like I said, it's like it's like a product of my just history, right? Like so, I like kind of '80s cyberpunk sci-fi or like sci-fi horror. Uh, so like, yeah, things like RoboCop and Total Recall and whatever, Blade Runner. But then like uh, mechanic wise, like gameplay mechanics, I mm -hmm. think more about like, like what I, th I try to think about like a holodeck. If this were a holodeck program, if this were like a real world where I am free to do whatever I want, what can I do in here? I'm not trying to be like, I'm not thinking about like ammo and and points. I'm thinking about like, oh, it would be cool if like there were delivery drones flying around and I could shoot them down and then loot the shit out of them. And, you know, maybe that pisses somebody off. Uh, but like, who cares? Because I'm getting money. You know, it's like I think about like fun life mechanics <laughs> like things that, that i would want to do if i were in this world rather than like a video game but I, I i realized that that's nuts and that nobody's doing that and like it's probably not what people want in vr but i don't i don't care because there are people that want that you know like even if it's only you know like technola sold like i don't know in total like in five years like fifteen thousand copies which is garbage but it's it's fine for me like because those people that love it love it and i'm not working as a security guard <laughs> i'm doing what i love right it's it's it, it, you can think about it even like like the blade runner movies like they both flopped you know but they're they're genius like they're they teach the original blade runner in film school now and it's like but when it came out nobody cared everyone was like oh it's some weird like noir sci-fi thing um so uh, like as far as in inspiration it's nothing it's 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 what i want to make more than anything and hope that people dig it i i truly see the day where vr you, there will be universities and they'll be teaching courses about vr and in those courses they'll include games like dumpy goes elephants and yeah. the studies on that. Oh my God! Why don't they make Dumpy? Pot. I would yeah, love I mean, to play. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Please come back, Dumpy. Uh, you know, tech, space fire trainer. Like, people will study these things. They'll, uh, and then, and then the weird thing about it is that, like, 20 years from now, there's going to be cult classics, uh, and they're already amongst amongst us, but they're but they're failed right now, and we don't know that they're going to become cult classics in the next 20 years. It just, yeah. Yeah, it's that's the weird thing. Yeah. I wonder how much money like Ridley Scott made 20 years later off Blade Runner. I wonder if it was worth it. <laughs> I, <don't know. laughs> I mean, I'll be old and I won't care about the money by then. Yep. Yeah. 
I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't think they will. Like you see that that stuff's already dead. Like what, like name, name a VR pioneer past like five years ago, you know, like nobody, nobody cares. Nobody even knows about the shit that's like big now. I don't know. I hope you're right. I know I, I, I sound so fucking pessimistic. I, lo- I like, I want to reiterate that I love VR and I think it's a <laughs> amazing medium and like there is money to be made by the right like luck basically it's not even luck but it, it is kind of luck like yeah. because not, not not any rhythm game it, like look at like there's so many rhythm games that came out that didn't do well like Autica uh, anything that Harmonix made um, which is funny because they're a AAA rhythm game developer. Like, Would you say that the rhythm game market is saturated at this point, or or is there still room for another rhythm game to be there amongst Pistol Whip and Beat Saber at this point? Yeah, sure there is. There's more room if you want. If you want to make some money, yeah, like well, P- Pistol Whip's a perfect example. Like they they kind of came out of nowhere, um, and like I I don't know how well it's consistently doing. But I'm sure it did good at launch, and they're um, they're happy with the outcome. It just seems hard to invent these new mechanics. Uh, yeah, no, I think it is, and it, it's like, who knows if it'll stick, right? Yep. Yeah. It's risky. Uh, so we covered hyped up trends of the decade. I think that that was about it. Um, I want to talk about expectations really quickly. Do you have any? Do you you guys have any expectations? For the next generation PSVR, at all? Yeah, Wait, stick PSVR? on the controller. Yeah, PSVR number two. PS five is coming out next holiday season, right? They haven't yeah. said anything about the next generation PSVR, but it's in the works. I mean, they're not gonna let it go, are they? No, they need they need thumbsticks and better tracking on the like hand controllers. They need touch controllers, yeah. basically. That's it. That's all I care about. Oh my God! They would open up the floodgates, right? Because then it would be a lot easier if you're a developer to in- integrate. But but then they but then it's a walled garden. So Sony, you would have to get through Sony, right? So yeah, never mind. No, I mean Sony's not bad as far as like the walled garden thing. Like they take lots of indie titles. It's, Sony's just like really tough on standards. You know, like it's it's not hard to get a dev kit. It's hard to like polish your game up enough so that you can release it on the store which like rightfully so you know you don't want some janky like indie title on the psvr okay um john do you have any expectations any thoughts about the next generation john or jesse i've not been following it well there's nothing to follow they haven't really yeah i mean it's just just announced it's happening is it the most popular VR headset, the PSVR? Of the decade? I think so. Yeah, right? definitely yeah. there's the... I would say there's a good argument to be made that they have twice as many VR headsets in the marketplace as either Oculus or Valve or anybody else. Yeah. Why is it definitely. that we don't talk more about Sony? Sorry for interrupting. Because they don't say anything. We don't have <laughs> much to... I mean, they're more they're harder to figure out than Oculus. Oculus, you can sort of pull some numbers out of, you know, steam stats and kind of keeping an eye on Twitter, but the PSVR players are just so there. We, we can't see what they're doing. I don't know. Anyway. So what, what's Sony going to do? I think 
they're going to make something very uh, underwhelming specs wise. You know what I mean? Like it's not going to be like better than well, better. It's not going to be like better than the index. It's not going to be. Like high, or it's going to be kind of like people are going to hear the specs and they're going to be like, "Wow, that doesn't really blow me away." But there's going to be something about it that pushes the quality level up. There's going to be a maybe it'll be like lower. Maybe it'll be like lower resolution and higher frame rate, something like that. Um, that uh, will 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 sell it. Because they got to keep costs low, because they're going to try to sell eight million of these things, and they got to keep it down. They can't, they can't charge people eight hundred dollars for a headset. And so, um, yeah, I think that's my opinion. Yeah, I could be wrong. I, I think they'll, I think they will go the route of um, my my wild guess is that they're going to go the route of uh, interesting control schemes, like have you know different controllers and different. Uh, accessories to go with the VR stuff. But, uh, yeah. And I think they might go wireless because I think those cables stretching across living rooms are, is going to be hard. But um, Which is why one of the reasons why I think they'll go down spec a little bit so they can get wireless easier. But, yeah, that's we'll see if I'm right. All righty. Uh, yeah, I guess I'll just move on to the next thing, which is what trends do you expect in the next... Uh, Decade is kind of hard. A decade is really hard to predict, but I may I, perhaps in the next five years. So, what sort of what trends do you see emerging that are going to connect with VR and they're going to give that next wave of hype? I feel like we 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 go through these like way these humps, these hype humps, and we go over them, we go down, and we like, and they sort of raise VR's profile for a little bit, but then you know we go back down and sort of just plateaus. Yeah, I think happened with blockchain, happened with so many other things. So I'm curious, is 5G going to be the next trend? Is it going to be AI? Is it going to be, um, yeah, what do you think? What do you guys think? The Qualcomm 835 is going to change the, the, new, the new Qualcomm chip. Oh, what a, yeah, and graphics cards. There's, there's a whole new chipset kind of coming out from yeah. Intel and NVIDIA. Yeah, so. yeah, I think there's the, the Qualcomm chipset's going to be a big deal. The NVIDIA chipset is going to be a big deal. Intel is... We'll see, man. With, Intel's with been CPUs, like, huh? yeah, Intel's been like surprisingly not as effective as they have been in the past. So we'll see, but yeah. So I think the we're gonna get a lot more power, cheaper, better tracking. Um, so I don't know if there's gonna be a revolution, but there's gonna be. It's we're gonna enter that phase where. Remember when you used to, in the early days of gaming PCs, you'd have to like. Every six months, you'd be mad because your PC would be obsolete, and there'd be better stuff that's cheaper, and the graphics card would be cheaper, and it was like this constant treadmill. I think that's what we're going to see with VR. I think as the volume increases and consumer adoption picks up, there's going to be constant updates. We're always going to be so mad that we our VR stuff is out of date, and that's going to be something the industry is <laughs> going to struggle with. Hmm. That's my trend. Constant it, it, frustration. It's been weird because we've been like five years on like nine set well it was 980 originally but like 970 video cards is like the min spec for vr yeah and it's like that sucks <laughs> like i mean I, I don't i don't know if that's even worth paying attention to i'm i'm convinced like i'm i'm working on a 980 still just so i can hit that min spec but people are like i think 90 percent of the people that buy my game have like at least a 1070 like at the very lowest 
Mm. So it's weird that the, these are kind of. I, I wonder how long Oculus will hold on to those kind of min specs, right? Yeah, good question. Hey, but one good thing about blockchain dying out is the GPU demand should be less. So maybe the next generation of GPUs won't be priced through the moon and we'll be able to upgrade. Yeah. yeah. That yeah. is a positive because it was, it got, it, it got ridiculous. I mean, it, it was, yeah. it was pretty bad and it almost, I mean, I don't know if it got the same level of ridiculousness, but it seems like people selling the Oculus Quest and the Valve Index on eBay over the holidays this year. It seemed like that got a little bit of attention. I tried. I tried. tried? To sell that. I was like fifteen hundred dollars. I'll I'll fly it to you wherever you are in the continental United <laughs> States. Because people were saying they were buying them for fifteen hundred dollars. I couldn't get anybody to buy mine. Yeah, I would have sold. I would have sold mine for fifteen hundred as well. Heck yeah, I was throwing in a deluxe audio strap, free game, extra battery, tech support. Nobody could do it. So I think some of the. I don't know. Sometimes I see those those auctions and I wonder if that's just like some YouTuber getting clicks or whatever for the hype but mm. we'll see but yeah you can't get a quest until february apparently yeah and index too nobody actually if you don't have a vr headset right now there are no new customers coming into the marketplace until february <laughs> you can get a you can get a rift s right <laughs> oh yeah yeah yeah, right, yeah sure <laughs> what happens yeah. with the Rift S? Rift S is good, like for a uh, starter headset. It is. I have a Rift S. I'm just so disappointed with the lack of uh, advancement oh, yeah. that, that Oculus has given it. It's, yeah, you know, yeah. I made up. I made. I don't know if you guys saw. I made up Christmas songs for VR Christmas album, and my my favorite, yeah. my personal favorite one was Rift S, the dead hosed headgear, like Rift S, the dead hosed headgear. <laughs> <laughs> Because nobody's paying attention to it. No hat tracking. Yeah. Nothing. It's I mean, just... I I like even Franken rifted it, like put yeah, the yeah. deluxe audio strap on it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, I still hate it. I still prefer my CB1 just because it was like it's lighter, be- a little better bit. form factor. Yeah, better. Yeah. Like the only thing that was worse was the screen, like just yeah. worse Bare- quality. Uh, but barely. I don't know. It didn't really bother me. Yeah, yeah, and you you notice it like when you're working on something like really high end. But yeah, yeah like I'm almost willing to go back to it to the CB1 will, just for ease. I will say, an Elite Dangerous Rift S is a very good, uh, a very good headset. Um, yeah, because of the because of the visuals. Look yeah, good. like it looks really good, and it's cheaper than anything else, right? Like, yep. yep. So. It is a good. It is a good headset. I'm just bitter about the apparent lack of support, and I understand. If yeah. I was Facebook, I'd be doing this. I'm not saying they're wrong. I'm just yeah. disappointed. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the, Go ahead. Sorry, John. No, I was gonna say because the the quest is killing it, so they got to pay attention to that. Yeah. Go yeah. ahead. Chris. No, yeah, you're right, and it's, I yeah, I I think, yeah, the quest is different because every time i used to bring vr to people the question would they'd always ask me oh so how much does it cost and i would you know talk about the computer and i would try to you know lower the number a little bit to make it seem like it wasn't that expensive yeah but now i just say oh it's four hundred dollars and they're like so where's the computer and i'm like there's no computer and they don't believe it because it's it's that good 
And I hope that Sony makes something that is um, competitive against mm-hmm. the Quest a couple of years from now. You know, because I, I, at some point, I, in my mind, it feels like they're going to be playing catch up because in a way, they're both going after the same audience. Aren't they? I don't know. So. Kind of in a way, like that, that. But that's the argument against Quest, right? It's like, okay, four hundred dollars, but I can buy a PS4 and a couple games for that, you know? Yeah. And like, so what are you getting your kid for Christmas, or like, what are you buying yourself? Like, you're gonna buy a dedicated VR device for that, or you're gonna buy something that you can play like Grand Theft Auto Five and f- fucking everything on, <laughs> you know? Like, why? Why would you make that choice? And, and like it is a choice. Like most people don't have like five hundred bucks to burn, you know. Yeah, and it's a little bit extra because you got to spend money on the PS4, PS4, PS5, and then the PSVR. With the yeah. Quest, it's just that first four hundred dollar investment. No, but uh, I mean, like the 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 Quest is competing against just the console. Like, never even mind the VR, right? Like, mm. that's what I'm saying. Is like, why would you if you want to play cool video games? Why would you buy a Quest rather than a Switch or a PS4? Or like, yeah, that's it. Those are your yeah. options. You're not buying an Xbox. <laughs> yeah. Then there's those people who have the who already have the Switch and the PS4, and they're like, well, yeah, it's what's next, and it's gonna be yeah. the Quest. So. Is it, or would they buy a PSVR? Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Well. You know, the thing that people don't realize is how much of a difference not having a cable makes. I, yeah. I think I think the, the Achilles no, but... heel of the PSVR, well, the cup, there are a couple, is the fact that it doesn't have thumbsticks and it's tethered to a cable still. No, but you said you said it right at the beginning of the sentence. It's like people don't realize and they don't. Like the person that owns no. two consoles and doesn't have a VR headset doesn't doesn't know anything. Yeah, this is this is the, the the biggest obstacle that VR will face. I think even going into the next decade is that, till this day, there's nothing, 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 that explains VR as well as you actually trying VR. Yeah. Well, you have to you you have to be into VR to understand anything about it, which is like <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a problem. Like, yeah, or at least be receptive to trying it out, you know. And I, yeah. I feel like there's a lot of people who would take the bleep, and I, I, I feel like out of a, a population, a sample population of like, out of a hundred people, you're gonna get eighty people who say yes, I will try your VR thing. Twenty percent, mm-hmm. twenty people will be like, no, I, I don't want to try this VR thing. It's scary. It's I don't want to lose control. Blah blah. blah. But mm-hmm. eighty will say I'll try it, and then and then that VR thing better be fucking good. Because yeah. it ends up being like Google Cardboard, those people are going to think the rest of the VR things they're going to try in the rest of their life is Google Cardboard, and it's harder to get them on board again. Yeah. So I, th- I think, like, as far as what what the big thing for the future will be is, like, it still comes down to, like, form factor. Not even form factor, like... It was like when we heard about Magic Leap and everyone was like, well, what is it? Oh, I heard it's like Ready Player One and it's a thing that sits in the room and just projects into your retina, like tracks your eyes around the room. <laughs> and it's like, I think that's actually what it's going to take for people to like, like they don't even want to put on sunglasses, you know? It's like, no, just stand there and we'll just project it into your face from across the room because like people don't want to put shit on their head. It's like... Especially like in public, like you can't even demo it. You know, it's not it's not like you can just have the switch out at the Best Buy and people can come up and play it. 
you need a person there and someone's going to fall on their face and end up on YouTube and sue you for millions of dollars. <laughs> it's like the form factor needs to go away. <laughs> it needs to not even be a thing. Yeah. Maybe so they, it, it, uh, for sure. And I was wondering, uh, just to start bringing things to a close to the last couple questions. Uh, do you guys expect the VR to accelerate? Or do you feel like it's going to continue con at sort of this con this this steady rate, or is it going to decline in the next you know coming coming years? How do you how, what are your feelings or expectations on this? Starting with Jesse, I expect it to remain slow and then hit a bump with Alex and then with Half-Life Alex and then remain a slow build. Like it's hard for me to imagine it disappearing. Even if all the big, the giants drop out, there's enough people that are, you know, John's here and there's going to be people around who are going to make stuff regardless of what happens to the whole ecosystem. And so like, I'll be okay. I, I'm, I'm, I'm losing enthusiasm for taking over the whole world. And becoming, you know, a phenomenon like I imagined it would. But uh, I think it'll, it's going to stick around and slow climb. Yep. I think that's right. I think that's like, you'd be stupid to expect some sort of like exponential growth to come out of nowhere at this point. It's like. But I want it stupid no uh, yeah no of it. course of course we do but like what like i can't even fathom what would trigger that you know like after after six years of seeing like how people react and like what the hype cycles are like for vr it's like i can't even fathom what could cause exponential growth in the ecosystem i have no idea so mm -hmm. yeah but but like i i don't think it's just going to drop away either like we've already beat out the 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 last vr cycle from the 90s right like it's it's here now like there's big companies putting a lot of money into it um so like you said even even if like there's some sort of crash there's still idiots like john and myself that are just gonna keep working <laughs> because it's because we like it you know yeah yeah, I used to, I mean, yeah, I think, so I'm on the board. I think we're going to see, uh, we're not going to see exponential growth, but I think we will see a doubling. So I'm going to be a little bullish here and say that I think if the supply chain holds up, I think we'll see this time next year, let's say there's, I don't know, do you want to say there's a million PC VR users? I think there'll be 2 million. I think there's going to be, two to four million quest users and probably eight million psvr users because they'll be the old ones and then whatever the new stuff happens you think it's going to double over the course of the year i do and people i know are, people I know. are buying like indexes in august like how is that happening um you mean well, like, what's pushing this like oh you think half-life alex will double pc vr users yeah yeah, you well, think, and, and other things that are coming out, double. other things that are coming out. I, I do. I'm prepared to be wrong, but I feel like the the the, the long tail is is catching up because I talk to a lot of people. I'm talking to younger people a lot, um, and they are all 
not all, but uh, many of them are playing. They're like they're already planning to get their quest, or you know, their or some kind of VR system because now they finally have a computer, or they're going to get a computer that can run it. So I think that's that's happening a lot. I think the content's there. Um, so yeah, I think that'll happen, but we'll see. I could be wrong. Yeah, like again, I hope you're right. I would like and to see and a lot of it is going to be enterprise, enterprise and education is going to push it a lot as well. I think so. Um, the, but we'll, I don't know how big numbers are, but it'll push a lot of dollars into the market. So that'll be interesting. Any advice for those people who are entering VR in 2019? Uh, you are you're all you're all veterans. You've been you've been in the metaverse for a lot of years, so many years already. So someone uh, who's brand spanking new. Just got their VR headset over the holidays. What advice do you give to them so that they and get the most out of it? So like for a, a developer user? or user, yeah, yeah. yeah. I uh, well, let's see. I, I would like if it's possible for both. And if you can't do one, it's okay, you know. But I mean, no, you can. It's at least you can, you can all speak to at least one. So, but if you can do both, that'd be amazing. <laughs> well, okay, I'll go quick. I would say a user, like, I don't know. Yeah, get a, I don't know. Wait, who are you? Get a, get, get, a, get a Quest, play some Beat Saber, get a kid, get them Job Simulator and Vacation Simulator. Uh, kids side, dig that. Get Side hmm? Quest. Get Side Quest. Yeah, throw some crap on it. I don't know. No, I wouldn't even. That's like what? It's probably mostly garbage. Yeah. <laughs> no, side quest is good. I will. I will stand by side quest. Side quest. You know, I, co I coined that name. Uh, I coined that name. Me and Mark Schramm, like, like, God, like, I don't know, like six months before the quest even launched. Mark was talking about building a side loading thing. He's like, I don't know, what should I call it? And I was like, side quest, duh. <laughs> yeah. and even like even sorry we made logos and stuff but then like he got busy with super hot or whatever but anyway um so developer i would say like it's it's like gambling it's like don't <laughs> it is it's yeah, like I, it's I, super 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 risky for any size studio don't get into vr because you want to make money get into vr because you love making stuff in vr and you'll be exactly fun. or you're working as a security guard <laughs> like you've got nothing to lose like just fine or, do it but like i wouldn't i wouldn't bring you i wouldn't like pivot your game development studio or even like small indie studio Uh, just on a whim. It's From a business perspective, you are much better off focusing on goose-related video games than VR. Totally. Yeah, definitely. I, I mean, like, if you have something that's perfect for VR and, like, you're confident, then but you better know what you're doing. Oh, but, I give, <laughs> but okay, so if you do that, don't, um, don't try to make the metaverse. Make something really um, simple like a beat saber or a, yeah. or a space pirate trainer or something that's totally. like a fun thing that people can play with their friends for five to ten minutes at a time yeah. and come back to it day after day and that will make you money maybe Although, maybe if, you know if it's good <laughs> i mean you um, have a better chance you have a, a better chance of spending less money to for the risk 
Yeah, and then uh, use that to fund your open world adventure game. Sure. So, this, 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 is kind of, this is the lesson we just learned from Star Wars, right? It's like, make the Mandalorian, not the Last Jedi. Like, yeah, <laughs> keep yeah. it simple and small. Don't spend too much money on it because uh, it's super risky. But spend you know, all your passion on it. Otherwise, you're screwed. Like, you need, you need to know what you're doing. Yeah, it seems it. I mean, it's you're, it seems like you you speak from a lot of experience, Blair. And in a way, it seems like you saying I want to become a VR developer in 2020 is equivalent to saying fuck it, I'm gonna become a stripper. So so be no, careful. No, no, because you're gonna get money if you're a stripper. <laughs> That's true. That's true. It's like, that is true. It's, no, That's it's true. like I'm going to be a professional scratch ticket buyer. <laughs> I never. <laughs> I are the odds really that bad? They're not that bad. Oh, yeah, the odds are that bad. For sure they are. Like, yeah, no, it's like you're going to be lucky if you break even. Like, that's it. You're going to be ju- you're just going to be lucky if you break even. It's it's like buying scratch offs. That's it. Um, yeah, But there's a chance. <laughs> I mean, there's a chance that you could be Beat Saber, you know, like Beat Saber was a small indie studio or like. But that, but that's I think that's the problem of of kind of like touting those people and, and like hyping them up too much, you know. Be like, well, Beat Saber made a billion dollars this year. It's like, yeah, okay, that's great. Who else made money? You know, like out of the, I don't even know what it is. Maybe maybe two thousand studios that made VR shit this year. It's, you don't know it's the percentages super- of who's making money, huh? No. No, but it's 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 low. Like you can tell just by like here's here's a secret that not a lot of people know. The um the top selling sections of the Oculus store and Steam are not based on number of units sold. It's based on revenue. So when you go on the Oculus store and you see like um the $60 game has been top selling for six months. You, you calculate that backwards, right? Look at number, look at number 10 on the list and how much that costs. Is it still $40? Like find the game on the list that's $10 and how far down the list it is. And that gives you a pretty good idea of how much money people are making. Right? So like if, if the $60 game is number one on the chart, and then number 20 on the chart is a $10 game. That means that anyone below that number 20 slot is dead. Like they're not making any money <laughs> because they're not selling enough units to catch up to the $60 game, right? Do you understand that math? It's, it's, it's a little like convoluted, but it's like, yeah, it's based on revenue, not units sold. So like, so if- and, and it's over the course of a day also. Like it's the, it's the, it's what's made the most money that day. Um, or like the previous day, basically. So if Boneworks says we've made, uh, how much did they say they made something like, uh, they made 3 million in the first week. What, yeah. what can I inference from that? Well, uh, nothing because they're going to be number one. Right. But, mm-hmm. but like three months from now, when they're making less money, uh, how much? How much is Boneworks? What's it sell for? 
Uh, it's like 30 bucks, I think. 30 bucks, yeah. 30 bucks, right. So if that manages to stay at the number one slot, or no, let's let's say it manages to stay in number two when Half-Life Alex is out, which I assume will be well, free for most, uh, but then like, what are they charging for it? You know, if it's like 60 bucks, it'll be number one. Um, but if, if they don't sell Half-Life Alex for money, it won't ever be number one on the top selling list because it's not, that's not how they calculate it. They do it by price. Yeah. Oh. Huh. But it's a good way to judge. Like I can see because I have something on the store, right? So if I can see, like there were points where I was like number one on the Oculus store and I made like a fucking thousand bucks that day. And it's like, okay, well that means, or, or like whatever. So, so whatever, that means I sold like a couple hundred units, right? Um, so if that's the case and I'm number one on there, then that means everyone below me is dying. <laughs> like <laughs> that's how you can calculate it. So I guess get something on the store and then, and then you can see, you can kind of judge a lot better, like how much money everyone's making. Right on. Anybody have any other tips, advice for either developers or users coming up 2019, 2020, now that they have their, you know, their new equipment or want to start up, start up the new year, right? Any advice, John? Um, or Jesse, Jesse, go ahead. Uh, no, I don't. I, but there's one <laughs> thing I want to talk about before we go. So let John go. Oh, okay. Uh tips for new users i think if you're a new user um this is maybe not dev friendly but don't buy everything in the store on the first day like buy it play it figure out what you like and then focus on what you like um because my opinion is long term that's better for the industry you buy you will support the things that you like and um you'll learn what works for you what doesn't work for you and a lot of people complain about, yeah, I bought this game and I never play it, and that kind of leaves a bad taste in your mouth. We're not ready for the Steam backlog game contest yet. We're, we want people to play all the titles and and really kind of, you know, sink into them and don't just go buy them to collect them. If you have a lot of money, do it. But but. You know. <laughs> um, and then the other one is, uh, okay, so we're, I think we're talking about Quest users invest in a face in a in like a vr cover or some kind of like face interface that's cloth and can be washed and all that you'll be you'll you'll be much happier in the long run so even if it's just you it's just nice to have a cloth interface in my opinion and uh let's see um and if you're a dev i think you know uh i taught a i taught a eight, an eighth grader to how to make a vr game in two hours <laughs> and it wasn't a great game, but he had a great time because we just used the Unity uh, standard assets, Steam VR, and uh, he, you know, we did the car level and attached a camera to it, and he built a, a racing car level in VR, and had a great time. So what I'm, and that took two hours. He was in eighth grade. He was a pretty sharp kid, but you know, it can be done. So I think like get in and play and create something even if it's garbage i do it all the time i create more stuff for myself that nobody's ever seen just because i want to see if i can do it and if it's any you know fun or if i can discover some magical mm -hmm. thing and i think that's that itself is a really entertaining vr hobby to not just play other people's stuff but make 
load up a load up a scene. There are tons of them available on GitHub, and just play with it. Play with creating stuff in VR, and you might you might find out you have a really talent for it. You might come up with the next Beat Saber. Who knows? Yeah. Um, but it's, that's, it's a good, that's a good tip for just like developers in general. Like if we're not talking about business, we're talking about like making, just making stuff. It, it, like even if it's, yeah, VR, non-VR, just do it. Just get in there, oh, crack open Unity, open up the asset store, grab all the free shit and just, just go nuts. Cause it's, yeah, you might what? find that you have an affinity for it and just, yeah, for sure. All right. That's a, that's a much more positive message, than that. <laughs> but I, but I agree with it fully. Like you're you're 100 right. Yeah, I'm with that. I've definitely I remember playing. I've and having very many fond memories of Mario 64 on a Nintendo 64. It was one of the greatest platforming platforming games of all time. And I remember. I don't know if you remember this. But with John Oakes, I was, we were, I was messing around with Unity doing this American Gladiator demo yeah. thing. And I was going to bring that up. That was, a, that was a good couple of days we had playing some with that, of, figuring stuff out. Exactly. And some of the elements, the rotating platform stuff that I brought into that demo were precisely from some of these really fond memories of platforming using Mario 64. And like the weird thing about this, this in, the, in this equation is that like I used to say a lot, Oh, we just got to bring the things that work in 2D and somehow translate them to VR. And I don't think that's universal. <laughs> I don't I don't feel like that's universal. I, I, I guess in some ways, sometimes it works. But, you know, to say that, hey, just go play Mario Odyssey or go play Zelda Breath of the Wild and see why that is sticky and then try to translate that to VR is not enough. You know, I feel like it helps, I think. I think maybe, but I don't know if it's everything. So, yeah. It's sort of like translating a book into a movie or something. Ah, that's, that's why I'm saying. Like, I think the way to go about designing VR mechanics is more thinking about what can you like, what would make your factory job fun. You know, like what could you do in the real world that's fun. Uh, just like standing there with your hands and your head, right? Like that's all you have. Um, as opposed to, yeah, thinking about what's fun in a video game or something else. It's like, it's more designing for a real world application than it is a, a gamey application a lot of the time. That's why things like guns are fun, right? Because it's like you got your hand, you got your head. That's all you need for a gun or like... What about what about saber. kissing? What, what you had like a bunch of frogs and you had to kiss all the frogs. Yeah, that, well, the, there was. Them. Didn't somebody make a really funny game jam game like that where alien, it was like alien, alien smooch? Alien kiss, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it was like an alien with like ten pairs of lips, and you had to like seduce them. So. <laughs> I want more of that. I actually yeah. want more of that. What? No, so do I. That's not something that would be on the Oculus Store though. You're gonna have to dig through Steam for that one. There should be a repository of weird VR shit. And it just... <laughs> HIO. Is that really what it is? Do you think yeah, that's... have a bunch of weird stuff? Yeah, it's some weird stuff, yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, so Jesse, did you have any or final thoughts to as we bring things... Well, something to... that we didn't yeah. talk about that was a big moment for me, and I feel like something that will be in the history books is the Knuckles meme. And... Mm. Did you guys experience that? 
the VR yeah. ch- like Ugandan knuckles. Yeah, Ugandan yep. knuckles. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because it was like we, we this is the decade of memes and there's all these shitty memes out there and people are doing really silly shit. And to have that turn into a physical thing where they're in, like I, I was hanging out before my show and a couple of the knuckles ran into the room and they were saying do you know the way or whatever and they're running <laughs> around and just a couple of them like that's weird that these three people have coordinated this weird uh, show that they're, it's like a, what do, what do you call it? Performance art. They're like going around and doing this weird performance art. That's And then it turned out it wasn't just these three people. There was hundreds and then thousands of these people running around all embodying this meme where it wasn't just something they posted on their feed. They had to play the role, do the accent, go bother people. Um, and as stupid as that is, as that particular meme is, the coming together of sort of meme sensibilities and then the real world, or at least it feels more real when they're invading your virtual space, mm-hmm. um, I think is going to be a big, like, because I think culture will change, right? When the metaverse is happening, memes will probably fly through in a similar way where it won't just be a thing that's popular for an hour or 24 hours on Reddit or whatever. It'll, it will be a cultural thing that people will embody and it will move through waves of people, right? It, it, or is that just a weird thing that happened with the Knuckles thing? Or do you, do you see it's a totally future right. where I people think, do that? I think that's one of the reasons that VR chat is so popular is because it is, it's like, it's like the, it's not quite like 4chan. It's like, it's like the Reddit of, of VR right now, right? Like but where you, people can can express themselves through memes and like however they want. And I, I, I think, yeah, you're right. That's totally going to carry through that carried through like everything. Like you look at the emojis we use now that are basically, well, they were based on like just single character emojis, but then that came into like, um, or like ASCII emojis and then like MSN and ICQ and everything picked up on emojis. And now like there's a fucking emojis movie it's like that's become part of like the culture, right? And I think all, like there'll be new kinds of things that come out of VR, like subculture that will will stick for sure. And I think kind of carry through. I just think it's gonna be wild the way it changes people's behavior because it's not just posting an image online. You have, you have you have to perform the thing that you're doing. Yeah, yeah. And like that's a big commitment, and it's 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 different <laughs> than the things that are frivolous online just kind of shit post and throw things away to actually have to live the meme. <laughs> right. Like <laughs> today I am going to become Ugandan knuckles. Yeah, I guess you're right. Huh. It's interesting, but it, that's kind of like how language works though. Right. Like, uh, like a new phrase will kind of come into being and it's just been the, the last like four or five years that happened to coincide with VR. We've also kind of had a, like a backlash of kind of repressing freedom of expression like that, you know, like otherwise we'd probably see a lot more like frogs and (laughs) stuff like that. I think uh, that stuff's kind of being pushed back against at the same time that it should be blowing up. You know, like even Uganda knuckles like that, that's problematic apparently. Right. So. Yeah. But as far as I know, there's, uh, are there still, worlds and vr chat for i'm sure they are because the only people that think it's like a big problematic deal are you know this like weird weird kind of twitter verse and 
kind of mainstream. Yeah, well, well, that sort of social justice Twitter thing, can that trans, like, can now those people who are also performing in a way on Twitter by mm-hmm. arguing and trying to correct people, will that translate into, will those people bother going into virtual reality to face people that God, they're going to talk to? <laughs> I don't know. Well, go ahead, sorry, Blair. No, I, I, like, I mean, yes, like, I think there's a, there's a pretty big contingency of, of, uh, like people who cross over, right? Like VR people who are also kind of on both sides of that argument. Um, so yeah, but like, who knows how it's going to play out? I think, like, like I said, I think the, the reason that VR chat is so successful is that it's not really as moderated as some of the other stuff, right? So like it'll allow for that. Like if that happened in alt space somehow, it would they'd just shut down the server for the day. <laughs> like ban people that, that, that came in. You don't know. Well, this is pretty tasteless, but like somebody posted an event in alt space today called Comedy Comedy Hour Whites Only. <laughs> oh my god! It got <laughs> shut down. It got shut down quickly, yeah. and it should because yeah. that's pretty pretty bad. But yeah. um, but was that was, was that just a joke though? Like well, that was knows, actually right? something I mean, to do. Yeah, somebody, in virtual somebody, reality, where you literally cannot tell what. Yeah, you're, it, like, yeah exactly. exactly. I know. So, oh, maybe it means like like the little old space characters are like paper clips, right? Or like uh, clothes tags, like yeah, white. They're all I white mean, clothes tags. I can see tags, it just right? be a troll, being a troll, right? Yeah, yeah. There's no. There's no risk. Um, but uh, anyway, yeah. I, I just think that this, it w- w- what this will continue to be, it'll be this new frontier of communication because exactly like the memes thing, but also like there's a, another instance in the past year that I think is going to be one of the, my highlights of the decade. And it was uh, me getting into... It wasn't a yelling match, but it wasn't a debate. It wasn't a civil debate either with someone supporting the Chinese Communist Party on VR chat. Mm-hmm. And I, Jesse was there. <laughs> Jesse was there. And we were actively looking for people from China to talk about the situation in Hong Kong. <laughs> right. And they can't, they can't talk them. about it openly, though, can they? Yeah. Well, well it was really strange because some of them were. And then yeah. it kind of calls into question how much of what they're saying is true. It's hard. Like, who's propaganda? Because their argument is that we're under American propaganda that's trying to turn us against the Chinese. Mm-hmm. And so, like, you know, it, I think that was really that was an interesting experience. Like, no, I was trying. I think I was pushing Chris to do that because as the Hong Kong stuff is happening, I'm like, who can talk about this? You, can you talk about it in forums if you're mm-hmm. in China? Like, are you free if you're in VR? They're not surveilling VR chat, right? I don't know. Yeah, well, but the, like the, these are all the same kinds of things that make the internet uh, at large great, right? As the ability to kind of cross cross boundaries and and talk about stuff. So that, that that's why I worry about kind of like the more God, I don't even want to say like let's say politically correct aspects of the internet invading these spaces, right? Is that you lose that ability? Like all of a sudden, there's there's an accepted opinion. That you're not allowed to deviate from, whether it be whatever pro-communist or like anti-communist, right? Like whatever that is, I don't, I don't want to be forced to not be able to speak about one or the other. Like I, f- I feel like Twitter's there already. Like I have, I have opinions on things that people say on Twitter all the time, 
that I just know aren't the general accepted opinions of people on Twitter. They might be the accepted opinions of millions and millions more people than that are on Twitter, but I can't discuss them there. But on Twitter, it's, you're, it's you're yelling it out to the entire globe. And in yeah. VR, you're in a room isolated with only the one person, you know, whoever you're talking to. So I guess is. so. I guess that's true. I guess that's true. Yeah. They have to consider you a human at that point, right? They can't dehumanize you when they're, quote, face-to-face or whatever. I don't know what to call it when you're in VR. Yeah, but- I guess... I guess that's 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 a benefit, right? Is that it it is more like the face to face conversation, you know? Like there's people like I'm not I, I don't have a, a uh, like any skin in this game, but like like there's the person that's like a Trump supporter versus somebody who's like a Tr- Hillary supporter and they'll scream at each other all day on Twitter. But then if you sit them down to have a beer together, the chances are they won't even talk about it. Like, and if they do, it'll be completely civil and they'll have a good conversation. Right. And you can do that in VR, whereas you can't do that just through, through text. So hopefully, hopefully, yeah, it's a benefit to society. When the so I think we all need to calm down. Like uh, I was in VR chat around that time. And what mm-hmm. I loved about it was how diverse the opinions were. Like it, so we're avoiding some of the stuff you're talking about. But the mm-hmm. Trump thing was a thing where so much of the population was against him that I remember there was what, one guy who just got shut down. He was never allowed to mention him or whatever. And it, all, it became all versus one. And like I hated seeing that. Yeah, uh, that's terrible. That's a, that shouldn't happen, right? It's like because it sucks when we all start agreeing on things. We, it, it, it has a shadow. Yeah, well, the the problem with saying like we all start agreeing on things is that it's not, it's not all. It's just yeah. you become scarier than <laughs> than everybody else, you know. Like ob- obviously, more more people didn't disagree; otherwise, he wouldn't be president in the end. I mean, I well, struggle, maybe it's more with people. The but... defensiveness in the Trump supporters. Every time I came up with an argument, they always came back with like the whataboutism that I never got around. And I'm sure, I'm sure we would agree on most things if they just cut it out with the whataboutism. I think you have to have the conversation without having it. You have to, you have to get to those things without talking about politics. And like, that was the magical thing about VR chat is I didn't hear a lot of political talk. And so people weren't in um, defensive mode where yeah. they had to debate all the time. So that, if you want to convince people about anything political, you don't tell them anything. You ask them to describe their own beliefs. And everybody, I don't care who you are, you start evaluating your own beliefs, you find out you're on shaky ground even with your own heartfelt beliefs because it's hard. Yeah. But that didn't work with that person from China that I was talking to because I started asking her. Well, actually, it worked with two because there were three of them. It worked with two out of three. To them, I asked them, hey, so what do you think is democracy? What do you think is freedom? And they were like, uh, okay, I think, you know, at some point I sort of got them around, but there was this one girl and she was, she was not having it. She was like, what about, what about you? What do you think you're, what do you freedom, what do you have freedom of? And, and it was turning it on me. And next thing you know, it, I was questioning my, oh my God, holy shit, am I wrong? And I was like, no, Chris, no, fuck, fuck it, America, freedom. And and it was just this weird thing that I'll never forget. And for that, I value it, even though at the time I was feeling a little anxious. I think you so, got defensive, and it would, but, but that yeah. is hard. 
Yeah, I did get defensive. I remember. That, I remember that's what, that's what I was, I was like, just going to say. Is I, th- I think uh, what has been helping me just kind of cope with internet insanity is just kind of not like ignoring the kind of totems that people stand behind, right? So like, yeah, if you start to get super defensive and you're like, America, fuck yeah. And it's like, okay, well, there's not really an argument against that, right? And, and it's the same thing with the Trump supporter. It's like, if they're talking about how great Trump is and you're picturing Trump in your head, that's they've lost the argument to you, right? Like you you, you need to take these, the like take Trump the person out of it and then try and listen to what they're saying. Like get 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 the buffoon out of your head and hear what they're what they think is good about the current president, right? Or like same thing with 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 like China versus America. It's like, okay, don't don't already have in your head all of the terrible things versus all of the great things. It's like try to wade through it. I don't know. Yeah, it's a nightmare. It's a nightmare. Man. <laughs> I agree. Sp- yes, it is. And also, you got to learn to choose your battles. You can't be like trying to talk. To oh no! To no, fuck it. No, I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to fight those battles. It's like you have to it's... learn to stop fighting battles, Chris. Yeah. <laughs> I. I like this. I like how you're closing 2019 with this, Jesse. I appreciate what's the, that. Wait, what's what's the saying? It's like if you if you stand by the river long enough, you'll see the bodies of your enemies float by. Holy there shit! I didn't think you were gonna turn it back around <laughs> the other way. Well, that's, that's basically no. That's basically what you're saying, right? It's like no, you don't need to be in the battle. It's like you're just wasting your air. Mm, I like that. I'll put that in my pocket. And I'll... But I think you do change people's minds one-on-one. Even though that particular instance Chris is talking about, I don't know if anyone changed their mind. I've definitely mm-hmm. seen different versions of that happen all the time because you're talking one-on-one with someone and it's not well, through uh, Twitter. It was just right. so extreme. that She was so, so pro-communist. And I was like, whoa, whoa. Well, she's, she's, she's a Chinese communist, right? This is real. I was like, wow, this is, <laughs> this is not virtual reality. This is real. This is a real person. It might be her job to be there, you know. Well, I'd, I'd honestly be surprised if a pro-communist Chinese person wasn't super pro-communist Chinese. Like, <laughs> you got to think about it that way, right? It's like, I mean, yeah, they're up. yeah, they exist. Um, okay, so John, I'm sorry you were going to say something. I didn't mean to interrupt. Oh uh, no, you didn't interrupt. I was just saying, like, in, I've come a long way because I used to get in epic you know political debates and source material and all that what a waste of time um what, what i've yeah. come down to is that uh is that i just kind of go back because i have uh literally like half my friends are are conservative kind of because of where i grew up and my background and the other half are, are are liberal and i just come down to like look i don't agree with everything you say you don't agree with everything i say but i like who you are and i think your value like the lawyer was saying earlier I know their values are good. They care about their family. They care about their country. They care about doing good in the world. And what the and and really, Facebook has done a really good job of this. The media has done a really good job of this. They've discovered that they people used to create content to be uplifting or create a good feeling. That's not as profitable as creating controversy. 
so much of what we are social media and media in general, even this latest Star Wars movie, I, I have a theory that it's so controversial because it was designed to be. If it was, you know, if, if everyone was just kind of like, yeah, yeah, we agree, everything's kind of mellow, if it wasn't like hot takes all the time, nobody would be talking about it. So um, I think you just, we got to get back to the people and be like, you know what? I, you might have your opinion. I'm interested in your opinion. I like to know how you think, why you think what you think, but you're okay. I like you. And, and that will, uh, may not win people over politically, but at least it'll give us a reason to talk to each other about more important things. Because honestly, none of us, none of us are running the world. We're, <laughs> so our opinions on what Trump does or doesn't do is almost meaningless. Sure, we get to vote, and we definitely get to have our ideas. Um, but uh, people, people in the trenches arguing about what the kings of the world are doing is is really ridiculous and it ends up just putting us that makes us useful idiots to all the people in power so i think the the thing we should do as vr community is be like you know what politics that's for the real world because when we're in vr we're extra national we have no nations we are just a community of people and we can exchange ideas and arguments and jokes and memes and uh, it's safe because but but, you know, but now you've pissed off the chinese communists and the super nationalist americans <laughs> yeah well okay I, 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 they they can feel that way but they're in as, but they're going to be fools if they come into vr and yeah. like try to say like you should embrace chinese communism i am going to laugh at them because we're going to be yeah. in vr chat <laughs> yeah and I'm gonna flip my and I'm gonna flip my avatar over to Winnie the Pooh and watch the head explode, <laughs> you know. So I mean, they, they, there will be people like that, but it's gonna be like, you know what, you know, why don't you mellow up? Let's uh, yeah. let's go listen. Let's go listen to some well, psychedelic. Uh, I, th I think w w what you really need to worry about is the person that's in there, like kind of pushing things rather than just kind of hanging out and listening, right? Like. Yeah. So it drives me nuts when people like I'm not I'm, like I'm not even American, so I could care less about or couldn't care less about Trump. But it's like I'll hear somebody in Toronto, Canada, be like, oh, you know, like Americans, like they're all idiots look because of Trump or whatever. I'm like, even if you're just talking about like the 50 percent of the population that voted for Trump, oh, you it's can't. Like 12 it's 12 percent whatever uh, right of people that actually <laughs> voted or whatever yeah. right but like even if you're just talking about those people like you can't live your life being angry at such a huge percentage of the world like you like that's not benefiting you a canadian in any way just raging all day and like sh shaking your fist at in in like yeah it's like the two minutes hate in 1984. Like yeah. the, the this guy's face comes on the TV and everyone goes into a rage. And I'm just standing there like, like Winston in 1984 going like, Oh my God, what is wrong with these people? Like who cares about this man? Like you can't let it affect your life that much. It's hard. I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a, it's a tough time to try to be a sane person and try to not, yeah, try to hold to some weird resemblance of what politics used to want you to look like, and now it doesn't look like that, and it's weird. Well, I think that, there's a that. weird like dopamine hit that comes with the outrage, right? Like people get hooked on just having something to be angry about. Yeah, there's that group, but there's a group that like I feel like misses 
this the old weird way that the politics used to be done and the guys just I, I mean honestly we can talk about Trump all day but this is not the podcast about Trump this is a podcast no, about no, virtual reality okay, so, and we want to end so, the but, year on a high note up with the nice so, part about VR is I, yes, I, I think yes. you're right is getting people together like in VR to talk about stuff is is closer to face to face and something that happened when I was better than, doing yeah. Sorry, the, the, during the Knuckles thing, I went around with uh, Syke, my the co-host of the show, and we went to go basically talk to them and see if we could see what the humans were behind these Knuckles avatars. Yeah. And uh, it turned out to be really easy. We went to their island, they're doing their silly <laughs> thing, and then you know he puts down a portal. He's like, hey, anyone who wants to come talk about why you're doing this, just come with me. And somebody came through. And then they ended up having a very deep conversation where it turned out that they knew each other and they had met 10 years previous at some convention or something. And they were sort of the sparks of a, like a friendship there. All of a sudden the person was a human. And I mean, this, it's different than like arguing politically, but it, it, there's this weird thing that happens where they're spinning out meaningless things, memes or weird politics. But as soon as mm -hmm. you get past it and you find the human there, you can actually have a real connection. And I hope that's what will happen in the next 10 years. Mm -hmm. I hope so, too. All right. Sounds I'm good. hopeful. All righty, gentlemen. I think we're going to bring things down to a close. Uh, just to wrap things up, John Oaks, sir, how can people stay in touch and follow all the good things that you're doing these days? And uh, do you have any last final comments as we close the year? Uh, close the decade. The well, decade. Yeah, we got started. I think okay. First of all, John Virtual, J O N Virtual at Twitter is my best way to get a hold of me. Um, and uh, the final thoughts are, you know, I didn't know you guys ten years ago, so uh, glad to know the VR community. I think it's good. I think it's off to a a good start. Rocky didn't go the way we expected. A lot of surprises, but uh, whatever. Here's the thing, Chris Blair. Uh, you know, Jesse. I don't know how long you've been around, but in the VR world, but um, whenever the history books are written, we're, we're, we're going to be in it because you guys are all there. <laughs> and uh, so that's kind of an exciting thing, you know, kind of like we were the, the pioneers, um, maybe not at the level of like the founders of Oculus or anything like that, but um, been doing this a long time. And I think in the next 10 years, we'll find out if we were onto something or if we were all delusional. So we'll find out. I think we're onto something. So, good luck in the 2020s. Thank you. What about you, Blair? What do you got, sir? Uh, oh, yeah. Okay. Um, you, sorry, I'm just thinking about the history books. I, I read the history of the future. Neither of us were in it. <laughs> I, know, I was surprised you weren't. I was I mean, we know some of the people who were in it. I was surprised that you weren't. Uh, I'm. I don't know. I'm. I'm. I talked to Blake the whole time he was writing it. Like we're, we became pretty good friends. Uh, I think it, it got to the point where it would have been awkward for him to put me in it. I might. I might be in the next book, maybe. Or sorry, in his next uh, like revision that's coming yeah. out in a couple. Months. In those early days, I was like, I was just a lurk. I was all there. I was at Oculus Connect one. I was at every SVVR, but I still had my other business, and I hadn't like. I didn't. I didn't decide to like uh, make any noise or anything. So you guys were like all. I was like, mm. I remember meeting you at. I, I, I know did you. 
you were at Oculus Connect one, right? I or think, SVR, I, I think yeah, SVVR one is probably before yeah. Oculus Connect, right? Yeah. Right, right, right. So yeah, anyway, but yeah, uh, yeah been there. I think we need to have a people's history of the future. And because that was a really good book about Oculus. I think we need to have one about all the indie devs, the early stories, the crazy ideas, you know, all the little characters that were around. Because there's some, there are some bizarre characters that were around. A bunch of people were like pushing me to write it. I'm like, I'm busy. Still, (laughs) I'm still trying to make some money. We should Um, just, we just start, start a secret wiki and just like put little bits in so we don't forget. Yeah. Ooh. That'd be a good idea. That sounds like a good idea. Yeah, for sure. <sighs> but does anyone care? That's the question. I care. I will care, Blair. <laughs> if you write it, I will be reading it 20 years from now, sir. So, so right. uh, if that means anything, I don't think it does. But yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll be 62. Uh, <laughs> 62 years young. Uh, Jesse, what about you, sir? What do you got? I don't know. In 20 years, we're not going to be reading books anymore, dude. I'll just have it uploaded or whatever it'll at least be an audiobook uh, at two times speed <laughs> no you, you you'll you'll upload that person's consciousness and they'll tell you the story it's gonna be great um you can't find me anywhere i'm i'm, I'm not on there anymore but if ever i get back on I'll, chris you'll be the first to know oh thanks man um oh. And I didn't. Blair, I, I can't get to plug to myself inside your consciousness 20 years from now oh, oh. oh my god it's it's messy in here um Oh yeah. Okay. So like, yeah. Where am I? I'm um, at anti cleric everywhere. Whatever Twitter, wherever you want to find me. Um, I I, I want to kind of sum up and say like I know I I probably already said this a couple times that I know I sound like I'm like super negative and like possibly a Trump supporter, but I'm neither. <laughs> I'm, I'm neither. I'm neither a Trump supporter, Hillary, Bernie, any supporter. I don't support any American political candidate. Maybe, maybe Yang. Um, Thank you. And, and uh, or Tulsi, but I, I don't know if I'm allowed to say that either. Uh, Those are my picks, man. And also, yeah, VR, man, it's fucking cool. It's cool. It's like it's getting better. I just like I'm. The reason the negativity comes through is because I'm like an indie and I see it's like I'm out on the battlefield, you know, it's it's D-Day. I'm out there and there's bullets whizzing by. Somebody's over there like shooting a flamethrower into a Nazi bunker, but I'm still down here <laughs> crawling, crawling across the beach. So like, yeah, I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to get over that hill and uh, I want to see the Nazis destroyed. But uh <laughs> How did this become a Nazi analogy? I don't know, but I can't wait to see you on the other side of that hill, Blair. You keep, you yeah, keep going, I, sir. You keep going. You know, plant, plant the VR flag right in Hitler's ass. <laughs> <laughs> I love the analogy. That's where we are. All right. Perfect. All righty. Well, all. thanks again, gentlemen. Happy New Year to you all. Happy New Year, listeners. I will see you all in the metaverse. And thank you all. That's a good night. All right. Good night. Good talking to you. Happy New Year. Happy decade. Happy decade. Any more booze?